Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your Sixth Ranch Hand co-host Calderness. This episode, we're going to be having a full coverage overview of the Hero Clicks for Huntington's charity event that's going to happen very soon. This episode 462. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional Hero Clicks. Now, are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like 100? Instant deadpan humor. Over okay, yeah. six people think I am. For Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sale products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me, like always, in the studio is Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? That's me. I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to roll. Uh, we are still pending friend requests from Scott Porter, but uh, once once that gets in underway, he's uh, probably joining us around 6:30 if that's what you're tuning in for. But you know, that's what I'm excited. Absolutely, absolutely. And not like always, but because it's the special podcast, we also have editor, producer, video man, Ian Eggleston is also in the mm. studio with us today. That is me. We are in the studio. I had to completely uproot my computer into the living room so we could set everything up correctly. And let me tell you, moving a desktop, it's so much fun, but it is a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to this. This is really exciting. It's a first for Dial H. And uh, always love doing the Sunday live streams. I think they're a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys do too. I love interacting with the community this way. And uh, yeah, if you guys don't know, we do a regularly scheduled live show on YouTube every Sunday at 6 or 6.30, depending on our schedules. So check us out there. But yes, I'm doing great, Calder. Thank you All for right, asking. Us. <laughs> uh, like how we start off, every podcast is with what made us happy this last week. Uh, Simeon, why don't you go ahead and tell us what made you happy this last week, my man? Gosh, what made me happy this last week? Um, there was... <laughs> sound disappointed saying that. <laughs> there was definitely things that happened. Um, I mean, I think Scott reaching out to us and saying that he wanted to be on the live stream was really cool. That was probably like a highlight for me. It was like, ah, the the guy that everybody wants on their show wants to be it's on our show. show. Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. Uh, other than that, just, you know, really windy, awful weather always makes me happy. That um, was awesome. Yeah. The best. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Actually. We're almost out of second last winter and moving on to fake spring that'll eventually turn into like 90 degree days only. Instant summer. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Skip right over to it. Ian, what made you happy this last week, my man? Um, we got to do some more filming. That's always a good time. Uh, honestly, just with like the IPF kind of winding down, the May 15th deadline. That has been absorbing a lot of my time, just thinking about what all we're going to do to end cap this year. We're doing a live stream again next week, which yep. could potentially be 24 hours. So that gets me excited. That makes me happy this week, knowing yeah. that there is an impending doom the following week. Knowing that future yeah. us are in so much more pain. Oh, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Oh, they're going to suffer. But uh, no, it was, uh, it was fun. We've got a very fun gameplay video coming out. If you guys missed our gameplay videos on YouTube that had dials on screen, they are coming back. They are tedious to edit, but uh, they're very worth it. Uh, people always comment on how much they love those, so we want to give those to you guys. And it will feature, I don't want to reveal what, and I don't want to reveal what it's for because it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll feature some very popular figures um, in the meta or just outside the meta, 
as well as some figures that you might not normally see on a board. So it's a nice mix of casual, competitive, and, you know, it's just the, the boys playing. So it's a good time. It's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to getting that out. You guys can expect that uh, sometime early this next week. I really enjoyed filming that gameplay video. That was also fun. Like a ton of fun. It's a yeah. new style. If you guys have um, critiques for that, for what's upcoming, when you see that video, please leave them in the comments. If you think there's a way that we can improve the gameplay videos, please don't think you're being like rude or anything. We are trying to you know, develop a very dynamic way and informative way of showing the game. So you know, let us know what more you want to see, if there's anything we can do to improve it, and we're happy to implement that. So. Uh, we got some comments about that previously. That was a little too much, but, you know, we're we're respective of that. We yeah. uh, understand. We'll do as much as we can. But, yeah, the YouTube has been ramping up this year. And just knowing that this week was another building block for it, that is what gets me it's pumped. Good. That's it's what I, I love doing. Uh, well, what made me happy this last week is me and my little brother went over to Council Bluffs, the trek into Iowa, and they had their Brick Days uh, convention or festival or thing going on in the Mid-America Center. And this was a big Lego event happening. So there were a ton of booths with a ton of Lego artists and sculptors with their really cool Lego creation. I took like 70 pictures of really cool builds while I was over there. Uh, there were some great ones. I really enjoyed it. There was just like a ton of just like Star Wars ships and different things akin to that. But things that were more so like outside the Lego realm that I really enjoyed. I'll have to show you this, Ian, since you're a big Ready Player One fan. But someone built one of my in, favorite movies, uh, like of all time. That like <laughs> I don't parts know why. where I guess because I'd never seen it, but it looked really cool. It had all of these old '80s and even newer characters running toward this big black like castle fortress thing oh. with like a, a moat of lava for it. But I assume it was Ready Player One because it had like the Gundam, it had the yeah. DeLorean, it had the all last, that stuff. Uh, the last um, fight scene. Spoiler. And it was really, really cool looking. And even as someone who'd never seen the movie, I was like, this is, like, massive. You've never seen it? Um, no, I've never seen that movie. Wow. No. I'm going to to watch. I'm always down to watch All that right. movie. Like, one of the few movies where I'm like, yeah, put that put that on. Let's go. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you what isn't a movie. Then... That I would don't want to put on all the time. You know what's funny is we all went to go see Evil Dead oh, Rise yeah. did. this week. Yeah. Apparently that made none of us none happy. None of us happy. I don't it know if you're going to say so... that. It didn't sound like it. No. No, 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 no. That was probably the most disappointing thing that happened last week was watching Evil Dead Rise. Spoiler-free review. If I had never seen any of the other ones, I might have enjoyed it more. Sure. Maybe. It, was I don't, it the... wasn't a good movie, though. And the only so parts... much of the movie is, like, juxtaposed on just, like... Like, a really stupid thing. barrier, both physically yeah. and kind of, like, you know, uh, metaphorically as well. Like, what it's what it's built on, what, it's, what stops things from happening in this movie, I just, like, I can't get over it with everything else that goes on. And it, it'll make sense if you see it, to I think. Be, to be fair, in Evil Dead 2, once they close, like, the cabin door, nothing really gets in. That's almost close to being a spoiler, but, like, you know? Not even true, though. Ash? couldn't get in when he turned into a I guy. mean, let's talk about the second one where they got the floorboard. That broke. That's true. They did mm. break. I mean, it's an Evil Dead spirit that can do well, apparently can do, can like do everything. It's like anything. Green Lantern yeah. Evil Spirits. They can float, but, but they're apparently like certain, of evil certain physical yeah. things stop them completely and it's very mundane. So yeah. I... I don't know. No, it, it, it is a really bad... It is just a They bad, can float and fly, but they choose to, we like, were, crawl on walls. We were done mm. talking about the movie about five minutes after we saw it. Yeah. That's how I know that it was... Like, there was no moment we were all going, like, whoa, when that happened. What about that part? It was yeah, more so a discussion this. of, like... I mean, that was, like, 
that was kind of cool, you know? Like, that was yeah. about the extent of it. Sorry, I know I interrupted you. But no, that's okay. I just remembered uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. And I felt really bad because I was, like, telling everybody at work, I had to go see Evil Dead Rise tonight. I'm so excited. I'll let you know on Monday. And it's like, nope. J.K. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> Uh, another another minor thing that made me happy this week, kind of been hiding it on the live stream, uh, as I went, I went semi-blonde, this lighting is kind of, you can see the, the golden blonde, yeah, didn't realize it was going to take three hours, now I, I got a warning from the city of downtown Omaha on my vehicle. Oh, being parked for that too long? That was cool, yeah. being parked nice. for too long, I put it, it's like, oh, hour, hour and a half, that's enough, nope, no, certainly not. Um, Very cool. That's okay. Uh, so that was fun. But yeah, the brick fair. I'll show you guys all the pictures because like, there were some seriously really cool things. I lost it way too hard when someone had a brick built uh, armored armadillo from Mega Man X. I was like, wow. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Like, there's like so much cool stuff. Mega Man X. Some uh, of the coolest God. Mega Man art. Oh, love Mega Man X. I remember, uh, yeah, picking up like the original one so from good. Sam's Club. So good. When I was like. <laughs> Probably like eight or nine. <laughs> really? It's Sam's yeah, Club. Yeah, dude, Sam's Club and, and, the and Menards. Mega Man X. Menards is, that's probably like local, isn't it? Menards, yeah. yeah it's, it's, more it's like a, it's like a home Wisconsin depot. Wisconsin to uh, but, uh, something. Menards West, and Sam's Club both, like when I was growing up, I don't know if they still do, they had like banger game selections. You could get your Roller Coaster Tycoon. Another awesome one that was iNinja for like GameCube and PS2. Okay. You don't remember this one? No, I don't know iNinja. Low-key banger. Anybody who's played that will agree with me. There was like, but the thing is they were all like five bucks, ten bucks. Beautiful Joe. Oh yeah, Beautiful Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That one I bought at Menards for like literally five dollars. And I was like, how is this at Menards? So like when my dad would say like, you know, yeah, I got to go pick up two by fours because I'm a man or whatever. (laughs) It was always like, yes. I just did that recently when I was uh, back home about a month ago. We all went to Menards, and then I saw they had the entire 1980s Ninja Turtles series on, like, DVD box set for oh, 30 bucks. Yeah, dude. And it was, like, hundreds of episodes, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta get this. So, yeah, my family's buying, like, construction material or whatever. <laughs> so sick, actually. And then I just, like, go up and buy that, and I was like, yeah, my project's really important. And that was mm-hmm. not the Riz uh, for the girl to check out that she was looking for. She's like, yeah, okay, whatever, bro. Mm. Uh, but all right, we're going to get into some Hero Hooks for Huntington stuff to go over all the prizing, all of the events, just so that way we can save a little bit of time once Scott Porter gets on. Go ahead and cover everything here. Yeah, and check this out, guys. Are you ready? Oh, flawless, look flawless at that. Transition. Flawless transition. We've uh, got the entire Hero Clicks for Huntington schedule ready to go for you. Uh, you want to talk about Thursday, yeah. and then I'll do Friday, so you need to do Saturday. So very quickly, because our camera's going to cover it, let's just cover the online BR prizing. So if you guys are not planning on going, don't worry. You still have opportunity to make it happen online. You can still get involved, and I highly suggest you do. This is a great cause. Scott Porter, I mean, if you don't love him, come on. Like, let's support the guy. Let's support his cause. Uh, Huntington's is a very serious disease. I'm sure Scott will talk all about this. So anyway, let's talk about how we can help. We've got the online BR prizing. So you'll be able to play uh, BRs throughout the weekend online. I believe it is a $20 entry cost. Yeah, it's all four days. All four days you'll be able to do this. You might even have a chance to play with Scott if you decide to bid on that in the auction here. And so first and second place in these BRs will get a choice of the 2023 Hero Clicks for Huntington's Bystander by Scott Crampton, the spirit of the game from 2022, or the 2021 Scott Porter Bystander to go along with your matching Scott Porter figures coming out. They're all great. Third and fourth, we'll get one random tarot card from X of Swords main or OP set. Luck of the draw there, there's like 80 of them, 78, I think. 
78. Yeah, about 78. 78 of them. So, you know, but some of those tarot cards are like 40, 50 bucks. So there's a shot at that. So even if you're getting third or fourth, you still have an opportunity to get some cool prizing there. Prizing is drafted by placement, and players may opt to swap prizing if they desire. Your donation to enter an online battle royale is fully tax deductible as well, guys. So that's awesome. To receive oh, a tax wow. slash gift acknowledgement from the HDSA, you can complete a registration form. It's really simple. Just get in contact hmm. with them. They'll send that your way, and then you can go ahead and write that stuff off. It's pretty cool, actually. But anyway, guys, one of the more exciting events that you will see at the HeroClix uh, for Huntington's event, at least in my opinion, is the welcome event on Thursday. It starts at 7 p.m. CST. It is a cost of $15 per player, with $1 going to the HDSA, and the format is Booster Draft with teams of three players. And so this is a format that everyone loves. Team Sealed is always a banger at Worlds. So much fun. So each team will receive six boosters to build three teams of 300 points each. Three rounds of Swiss and cut to top four. Boosters are random from various sets of hero clicks, so this is a historical battle. We've got some crazy stuff going on there. And there will also be food and drink specials available for those attending the event. Barbecue sliders and beers is what's noted. I mean, you can't go wrong it's there. Not a, yeah. The event prizing. These prizes are subject to change without notice at WizKids Soul Discretion. I don't think you need to worry about that too much. They have it posted here, and I think that is just dependent on if there's like some shipping errors, but don't worry about that. We've got first place getting a Wonder Woman 80 factory set. That's incredible. Super Rare Flash, all your uh, Secret Six. Don't even need to go into that. You're yeah. familiar with the set if you've played Euroflex. First place trophy for each player, an ROC map for each player, which will probably be the Speed Racer map that Scott Porter's released this year. The 2023 HFF or HFH bystanders, so the Scott Crampton. You also get some con-exclusive figures, which are the Batman and Catwoman, the Fantastic Thors, Hulk and She-Hulk, Ace the Bat Hound, eight custom ROC card sleeves, and a pair of ROC dice, all for each player. Second place, you're getting trophies, you're getting the bystanders, and all of those uh, con-exclusives as well as the dice and card sleeves. Third place, trophies, bystanders, more con-exclusives, dice, sleeves. Fourth place, very similar, con-exclusives, pair of dice, no yeah. trophy. If you miss the cut, don't worry, folks. You still get something for coming out and playing. You will receive the Hulk and She-Hulk for each player and the Ace the Bat-Hound, which, I mean, it's this pretty, guy's been out for good. seven years, yeah. I think. World's Finest Era. Uh, he still goes for like 40 to 50 bucks. Yeah. Oh, Ace wow. the Bat-Hound, back in his day, too, was also like, I played him. He was great. I had to sell him, though, because he was going for like $150. Yeah. <laughs> pretty Hulk and She-Hulk's also just... It's a really fun sculpt. It's a great sculpt. It's not like all over the place. You can't just like find it easily. So, But we also have Friday. <laughs> Ooh, Friday. And this is a this great is, event. Uh, I'm really, this is probably the one I'm most excited for because I'm excited for the set that's going to happen. So it's Scott Border versus The World. And this is the Avengers 60th Anniversary Mega pre-release here. Uh, so you'll be among the first people to ever play with Avengers 60th. Uh, this is the next Marvel set. We know two figures that are going to be Jessica Jones and Black Panther, and, like, that's it. We know very little at all about this set. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool. You basically got to play two boosters sealed with this. It does say somewhere in here that, like, if there are so many people, you might have to use one booster of Beyond Amazing and one booster of Avengers 60th. But still, it's nice to get a, again, a mega pre-release a month before this set comes out versus just, like, the week or two weeks that we're used to. Uh, so for this one... Oh, sorry. I'll yeah. for you. There we go. It'll be $40 per player, and 100% of each entry goes to the HDSA, which is really, really That's awesome. what we love to see. That's, that's yeah. really what it's that's, all about. That's right? why this is the one that I would definitely be interested in Most if I was going to be able to make it. So everything goes to charity. 300 points sealed with Avengers 60th. And like here it says you may have to use a booster of Beyond Amazing. Uh, 
if there's going to be mulligans, we're not going to get into that. So special rules, you're allowed one mulligan and can purchase two new boosters if they are still unsatisfied with the original boosters. Extra boosters are contingent on ability, on av availability, excuse me. Original boosters must be put up and players must play their replacement boosters. Players may buy up to five uses of probability control per game. Each charity prop costs $1. All proceeds from charity prop purchases will go to Huntington's Disease Society of America. So that's another $5 each game that you can just give to Huntington, which is awesome. Emily in the chat saying that uh, Howard said if there was 80 or more people that show up for this event, then it will be one of each booster instead of okay, two. Okay, so 80 is a pretty high number, That's but it is, it is sealed. Which... And they're also considering mulligans in that. Yeah, oh, with mulligans? Yeah. yeah, so we'll have to see. But mm -hmm. thank you, Emily. We appreciate that. Uh, Swiss play followed by Top Cut. Basic stuff. Here is the prizing. Man. This is crazy. This is really crazy. First place gets an Avengers 60th brick. A month before the set comes out, you get an entire brick of Avengers 60th. The primes, the chases, that we don't even know what they are. That's wild. Uh, you'll also get the exclusive variant map, which I believe is the like home reunion map of the uh, Speed Racer, which has the blue and yellow, or the it's black and the, yellow yeah, Racer X car. The Racer X car Ooh, there um, with Speed instead Racer. Instead of the fun, fun, red and fun. white, and then the mm. just different red and white cars. Yeah. Uh, so that's the variant one, and then you'll also get the bystander for Scott Crampton, and then much like before, you'll get the same LEs really quick. That's Fantastic Thor, Batman, Surfing Shark, Punchline. These are a little different. Punchline Convention Exclusive, Dark Knights, Wonder Woman, Spider Hulk, Ashley Barton, Phoenix Sentinel, Paramount. Okay, so these are all last year's ones with Batman, Surfing Shark thrown in there, which is really funny. And I mean, then also four random go ones. Go great with your mermaid, Batman. Yeah, look at it. End up with that. And then second place is going to get a brick of Batman team up. Very solid. The variant map again, Scott, Crampton's Bystander, and then all of the same convention exclusives as before. Third and fourth place will also get the variant map and the Scott Crampton Bystander with, again, all the same Connolly prizing, the dice, three random convention exclusives. Fifth through eighth also get the exclusive map, also get the Bystander by Scott Crampton. Mm -hmm. And then there's a few different LEs here, like no Fantastic yeah. Thor set, a few other like smaller things. Slightly um, lesser. Slightly less. And then ninth through sixteenth is going to get the Scott Crampton Bystander with just the rock sleeves, the rock dice, and then one random convention exclusive, so no map on ninth through sixteenth. This is a, you know, it's sealed. This is a very heavy uh, forward-prized sealed, especially when I think... This is probably going to be the biggest event of the weekend because it has that Avengers 60th mega pre-release tie to it. Mm. But that's I'm really excited for that one. That one's really cool. I can't wait to... I'll be watching that one like a hawk because okay. we don't know anything about this set at all. There and actually is more one more thing to note about Friday. Friday, yeah. We do have the Oxit auction with Scott Porter, which is at 8 right. p.m. CST. Relax, eat, drink, and sit back and win some unbelievable items that will be on display. We have the same type items that we had last year. We will post these as soon as we have them all lined up. You may bid live or online, so once again, another way to uh, participate if you aren't attending. If you are present, you get to take the item home, and if you are elsewhere in the world, we will mail it to you. We will also be introducing Hall of Fame inductees who will be receiving their Hall of Fame rings. More information can be found on the auction page. And then once again, we've got more Battle Royales. Those are 10 a.m. all day until close. The cost is $20, which uh, two of those dollars go to the HDSA. In-person BR prizing, it, it'll be the typical BR fashion, and then they'll throw some stuff in the middle there. And then the prizing drops can include random con exclusives, 2023 bystanders, Scott, Spirit of the Game, 3D objects, including Plastic Man, which oh, that's pretty cool. we didn't see at Worlds, or X of Swords objects, which are both, like, I mean, both that's those things really are great. That's actually really solid, yeah. And then online, it is noon until 9, Brad Burrell's will be running those. The cost of entry there is half, it is only $10, and 100%. 
of those donations will go towards HD, HDSA, excuse me. Uh, the format, sealed, one booster, battle royale, blah, blah, blah. You obviously um, don't get the figures. Prizing's the same right. way. You don't get the figures, but, you know, you do get the option of, like, Spirit of the Game, Scott Porter, or the Scott Crampton. So you can have your better Scott, your lesser Scott, or uh, a non-Scott. Spirit of the Scott. And Saturday, <clears throat> we want to hit that, Simeon. Yeah, so Saturday is the Scott Porter Hero Clicks for Huntington's Invitational. Um, the Scott Porter Hero Clicks for Huntington's Invitational is uh it's all about like silver age right no it's a team it's team it's teams yeah it's the 3v3 team event um highlander and teams. yeah so it uh, registration opens at 9 tournament begins at 10 a.m it's 90 bucks for all three players and then 100 percent of this entry also goes to huntington's so that's awesome it's yeah 300 point silver extreme highlander um, which is crazy yeah Obviously, I think the biggest thing is the change to the rings, and then ID cards aren't legal at all. What is Extreme Highlander, Simeon? Uh, you can only use one of... So, the, yeah, they go over the special rules. But all figures, equipment, maps, tarot cards, non-standard terrain markers, pretty much any game element that you're going to use is a limit to only one per force. So, like, one per team. So, you have three people, three different teams. You can't use, like, I can't have a Dark Phoenix, and you have a Dark Phoenix. Right. Um, you so know, you can't all have Destroyer Prime. Nice, no, nice try. Yeah, you will have you the most unique spread of primes being used that in this is event. True. Um, things that would Prime uh, Spider Man will stunt. Yeah, things that would. Uh, I don't know if there's any modern, but things that would have uh, additional game elements that are copies are still allowed. So like the cable from XDPS that could it have the other two. It does say all figures, equipment, maps, tarot cards, and non-standard terrain markers are considered unique for Man, this event. tarot cards right. all being unique so, is insane. But things like that, that cable are still allowed. So, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. And then um, if you guys need information on these Silver Age or uh, WizKids, like the map list or the figures, there are links on the website. This is HeroClicksForHuntingtons.com. Go ahead and check that out. It is in the Saturday tab, and you can go ahead and click those to find those. Because sometimes I would imagine it's a little tricky. Almost no one's going to play Mad Jim in this because you're taking up sideline equipment slots. That's so much from, equipment yeah. from your like your friends. Like now can't That's use things. That carrying you're... with the cloak is going to be pre me yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be on one team. All right. Uh, but yeah, so the R the 2022 ROC Championship team gets a first round buy, which is huge. Uh, lets you get, I mean, further into the Swiss rounding. And then the prizing for this. So um, first place gets design a bystander or map. One per team. So the team gets to design a bystander or map. They get the first shot of the choice. Uh, the, tr the prize is non-transferable and it's NDA required. Mm. Uh, the winner of design a bystander will supply game design only, which will be modified subject to WizKids' sole discretion. Obviously, it's going to be a legal game element for them. So will, so will the map, likely. Uh, each player gets a trophy. They get a Disney fac Disney Plus factory set Ooh, for, for each, each player. That's player. three Scarlet Witches, three Sakarian Iron Mans, Man. six Darkholds. So I mean, much. yeah, there's, six Darkholds. There's a crazy. lot coming with that. Um, but yeah, it's a full factory set times three. They all get a 2023 uh, Hero Clicks for Huntington's exclusive variant map, and they all get a Scott Crampton bystander. And then each one also gets just a ton wow. of convention exclusives. One of each Mandarin ring, um, six ROC card sleeves times three. But yeah, just John Cena, Punchline, Dark oh. Knights, Wonder Woman, Ashley Barton, Spider-Hulk, like all the same kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. times three. And um, the full set of Mandarin rings. Guys, if you're looking to play yeah. Silver, we just did a video on this actually. Uh, go check that out. Yeah. 
the Mandarin rings, anytime you're using a 10-point equipment, you have to compare uh, those that 10-point equipment to two Mandarin rings because you can start the game equipped with both. So that is a fantastic prize, and every player who wins will get a full set. I imagine that these are going to be a little more expensive going forward. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I think it's a great prize, especially from like a silver event. So second place is going to get the other half of what first place didn't pick, either design a bystander or map. Uh, they get the Avengers Fantastic Four Empire Chase Prime set, which is still Another extremely good. Little Venom Magneto yeah. for you. Times there. three. Ultron yeah. Pym, a fan Ooh. favorite over at Dial H. Yeah. We yeah. love yeah. Ultron Pym. Um, Beast. He's, yeah. he's awesome. Beast is great. Captain uh, Marvel Prime, underlooked. Ooh, yeah. 2023 exclusive map variant for each player. Also the Scott Crampton Bystander for each player. Basically the same exact uh, convention exclusives and dice and everything. It times three for each player. similar, yeah. Yeah. If there is a missing one, I can't see it. So um, third and fourth, they don't get the, the cool like full set or chase prime, but they do still get the Heroclix for Huntington's exclusive map variant for each player, the bystanders, and then they once again get a times three on all of those convention exclusives, which... 30 Mandarin rings is wild. That's a lot of We're rings to take home. We're at 90 right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Across yeah. Oh, I spoke too soon. We yeah. are now at, wow. Fifth what? through eighth. Eight times. So 240 Mandarin rings? Yeah. Bam! There's cases of Mandarin rings that showed up. So the fifth through eighth really are funny. also getting an exclusive variant map. They're also getting the Scott Crampton Bystander. They're not getting as many convention exclusives, but they're still getting some really solid ones. Spider-Hulk, Ashley Barton, Dark Knight's Wonder Woman, Punchline, John Cena... Uh, the fireman or the plastic man objects, the fire hydrant is one of them. A <laughs> uh, pair of ROC dice, all the Mandarin rings, the card sleeves, and then ninth through sixteenth. So I'm assuming this is just top cut. In the sixteen times thirty. Yeah. Four hundred eighty Mandarin rings being given out at this event. It's a lot of hands. If you're trying to get some drip, this is the event to do it, baby. Yeah. Get your rings on. So they also get the Scott Crampton bystander. They um. They only get the John Cena, and then it's Mandarin rings, pair of ROC dice, and the card sleeves. And then if you don't make cut, each player still gets a John Cena, <laughs> nice. which still probably comes close to paying for your entry. Like, that's probably, like, About 30 I don't bucks. know if he's going for 30 but I yeah. imagine somewhere in there. Not too um, bad, though. Battle Royals are the same situation as prior, where Deal. they're starting at 10 a.m., and then online... Uh, they put times, but honestly, Brad kind of just runs yeah. them all day. Or, like, yeah. you know, he's kind of a crazy man getting zero sleep this weekend. So, who Not knows? He said before, I don't know if he's doing it this year, but he said before, if you have four people to pop off on a battle royal, he'll, do, like, set it up at any time. So, wow. it's I don't know if that's he's, his case this he's year. He's ready but, to go. Yeah. All right, guys. We also have Sunday, which is the Silver Age Singles World Championship. So, you know, Silver... Has been ramping up in interest this is going to be one of the biggest silver events uh maybe outside of like worlds it is going to be interesting i'm very excited for this this will be the first one without id cards and uh, a slew of things coming back we also did a video covering this go check that out and make sure you are prepared to fight against retaliation you'll definitely be seeing that all right well guys we'll have to come back to this because now we can uh let finish this up Finish I mean, up Sunday's yeah. prizing? Yeah, let's finish up Sunday's prizing. Oh, right. we'll, we'll finish up Sunday's prizing. We'll go real quick. Uh, so it's $30 entry, 300-point Silver Age constructed. Uh, the 2022 ROC Singles Champion, Scott Crampton, and 2022 HeroClix World Champion, Saul Elizondo, receive a first-round buy. That's awesome. We recognize and reward our HeroClix champions. These prizes are subject to change without notice. Blah, blah. 
First, gets $1,500. Bang! Design a map. Trophy. Spider-Man Beyond Amazing Factory Set. Woo! 2023. Hero Clicks for Hundredkins Bystander by Scott Crampton. An ROC double-sided map from 2023. A slew of convention exclusives, including four random convention exclusives. Uh, second place, $1,000. Double-sided map. Bystander. Ton more stuff. Uh, very similar stuff. A lot of con exclusives. I'm sure you guys are catching a theme at this point. They're giving away so many con exclusives from various times. It's awesome. Third and fourth both get $500. They both get the same bystander. They both get a double-sided map. They both get a slew of con exclusives. Fifth through eight, $225. Bang. A ton more con exclusives. The double-sided map. The bystander by Scott. Ninth through 16th, $75. The bystander. The double-sided map. A John Cena con exclusive. Some dice, some sleeves, and two random con exclusives. 17th through 32nd. Enjoy your John Cena exclusive, a pair of ROC dice, six ROC card sleeves, and one random convention exclusive. If you missed cut, enjoy your John Cena, which you may already have, so now you have one to sell. $30 entry, big prizes on the line, guys. Cash prizing on the line, that is huge. And yeah, wow, this is gonna be awesome. But if Scott is ready to go. Yeah, do you wanna go over fellowship once we get him on? We can go over fellowship once oh, we get him great. on. Hello. Hello. We got it. Hey there. How's it going, Scott? Uh, it's going well. How are you guys doing? Doing yeah. great. Thanks for being on. All right. Yeah, man. So let's go ahead and switch this over. Boom. Oh, give us just a second, Scott. Sorry, we got to <laughs> reframe you on the live stream. It's That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. We got you. We got you split right now. You half, Scott. Oh, man. <laughs> we got half of Did, you showing right now. So Which side of my face is it? That's worry. the... Okay, good. I, I think I'm pretty symmetrical. I unlike <laughs> the map I made this year's event. Yeah, pretty symmetrical. All right. Awesome. Okay, we are good to go. I don't know if our uh, or wait, transition. Yeah. There, there, we go. there we go. All right, right on. Um, Ladies not... and gentlemen, give it up for Scott Porter. Woo! What's up, everybody? So we just got done covering everything from Thursday to Sunday for Hero Clicks for Huntington's, but now we're talking fellowship, Scott. So. We're just going to go through that quick. Um, HeroClix is more than a competitive game, and we 100% agree with you over at Dial H. We are the casual players, and there is a ton of cool prizing on the line for the Fellowship. Calder, do you kind of want to get into that here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So there's going to be really cool, once again, Fellowship prizing. So we have the Scott Porter versus the World Fellowship event prizing list. It's going to be a Batman team-up booster brick, the Variant map, a ROC double-sided map, Dark Knights, Wonder Woman, a Phoenix Sentinel, Lady Phoenix, Hulk, and She-Hulk Connolly, the Batman, Bat Knight, Doomsday, Ace the Bat Hound, Batman, Commissioner Gordon, Casey, Power Woman, and Lockjaw. Wow, that is so, so much. And I think this next prizing is easily one of the coolest of the event. I think it's one that people get the most excited about. Yeah. And that is the Design a Legacy card. You know, being a, a longtime player yourself, Scott, I'm sure you have some figures in the back of your brain that you would love to bring back in modern. If you got to design this legacy card, do you have one in mind, Scott? Oh, man. Um, no, I think I'd want to... This is a team event this year, right? So a team is going to be designing this legacy card. Um, oh, correct, yes. So it's, uh, it's a really interesting thing of, of, you know, how do you just pick that one figure? Do you pick the duo figure? Do you and it, and it just depends on what sets they have coming up, too. You know, I... Man... Old figures that I've loved, that I'd love to see some shine. Um, oh man, the old see the old Armor Wars Quicksilver, maybe. Ooh, um, yeah. You know, everybody equipped nanobots on that guy, and he was he was awesome. 
but uh, but maybe update him so that's kind of like worked in somehow, some form of you know Terrigen mist uh, regeneration or something. Um, yeah. That might be kind of fun. You know, I used to run a ton of X Factor, so my mind immediately goes to to that old crew uh, that I used to run and and have a lot of success with. Actually, that was that was actually a viable team for a little while. So. I do remember the old clobbering time nightcrawler getting nanobots as well. That was something I did myself. That was a ton of fun. He was, you know, the chase before the chase. And yeah, hypersonic figures with nanobots. That's what it was all about. Nanobots was one of the best things back then. But outside Yeah, but if you list- remember that X Factor team, they had uh, Veteran Havoc. An old yeah. Veteran Havoc at 44. 44 was the magic number for a lot of the old, old hero clicks. Almost every 44 point hero click was a banger it was like somehow in the formula it would just get some extra i mean he had a natural four damage he had an eight range i mean high attack that vet havoc was great all the multiple men were great at each level um you know there was just there was a lot going on polaris was really good uh back then too so yeah that whole x-factor squad was awesome but yeah the linchpin was very much that uh quicksilver so heck yeah I also remember running that that havoc back in the day. He was yeah. he was yeah. brutal. There weren't many four damage figures in his point range. I loved uh, eight range too. I've run those multiple men like the Wolverine and the X Men multiple man. There was two of them, but one could bring anyone with Madrox uh, multiple man like any oh, of those yeah. names. He could bring any of them. So I have like a ton of ones from like different sets, but especially like those old vets. Yeah, they're just they're okay. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, on top of this, they will also get a Batman team-up factory set. So that Green Lantern Batman, oh baby, a yeah. full set of rings yeah. and constructs. You can't go wrong there. The variant map, which is just so so cool. Uh, an ROC. Now that's for each player, though. Each yeah, each yeah, player on the players, team, yeah, each each player, each player will get that. Yeah. Now now, just to make sure everybody understands, not each player will get a Batman team-up factory set for themselves, but the the team itself gets it. And I figured. This is the one factory set that I would want to put into the team event because there's enough people that need, oh, I need the Indigo, you know, boot or I need, you know, this chainsaw. I mean, there's still people that are just trying to gather all of those constructs and all the different ring colors. So just thought this might be the best way to to do that. But yeah, each player gets the uh, uh, Racer X kind of reunion variant map this year, and I'll let you continue. Sorry, I just want to make sure everybody yeah, understood yeah. that. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. So yeah. there is a, a slew of con exclusives that we've went over extensively for Thursday through Sunday that each player will receive there. Uh, very cool. One of my favorites in there, the Lockjaw. Calder went over that. Yeah. And then if anybody Ooh. else wants to cover this one, this is easily the coolest prize of the weekend, in my opinion. The Switch point? <laughs> yeah. The, so the, this is really cool. Once again, returning to the Hero Clicks for Huntington's event is the design of Switch Clicks. And so this is for the overall weekend fellowship. Um, we've seen people, what they've done before. This is one of like the cooler ones. I hope we get more deep cuts so they got more dials going forward to I like know, keep yeah. swapping on to. Because I, I know Brad has one. Uh, they're just a lot of cool stuff that like WizKids or whoever they have designing the 3D sculpts for these really goes out of their way to just make them really cool. The latest one was insane. The one that you guys showed yeah. off last week was really cool. He's got the shield and the, the shield hammer. And the hammer, yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, you know, and I've I've seen Howard Brock's. Uh, Howard Brock went in the auction last year, and uh, he did one with a fully power-suited Tracy Brock and their cat, oh. and it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. When he shares that with the world, and I know Howard has it in hand, 
um, people are going to be pretty impressed. And the cool thing is that, um, you know, WizKids, when they pitched this to me as an idea three years ago, they said, look, Silver Age is coming. And there's a ton of switch clicks, you know, bases that are going to become viable again. So for everybody that's getting this design of switch clicks, there's there's going to be plenty of times that they're going to be able to play this uh, in any setting. And so I kind of knew Silver Age was coming back then, and it was kind of cool to know that people would have a slew of dials they'd be able to to put themselves onto, you know. And they have not missed, man. I don't know oh. if you saw the first year uh, one of our one of our friends from Scotland who won. Uh, Jay, is that his name? TJ yes, TJ Bozilla, and uh, man, he had like a a big like Iron Man suit. Yeah. Um, the King of the North had like a you know a Superman esque kind of feel with the cape flowing out from behind. And when you are designing the figure, when you win design a switch clicks, you have a lot of say. Benjamin Umansky, TJ, all these guys, they uh, Howard, they have all had a ton of say in how that 3D sculpt is fully fleshed out and they get to give notes and stuff. It's a really cool part of winning this prize is, is to get to be a part of the design progress, you know, a process. I mean, so, you know, Benjamin knew he wanted that hammer and that shield. He knew he wanted that diamond somewhere on there as his own personal logo. And, and uh, they asked for likeness, you know, photos and stuff like that. And they, they do a bang up job of making yeah. sure that these things are just top notch. What would you say some of the criterias for this one specifically? Because it's the overall weekend fellowship. What would you say like you're looking for? Like, I don't know if you're on the judge panel or how exactly you guys are doing that, but I would hope you are. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Yes. Um, you know, last year's winner, somebody who hadn't really come to like a ton of big events um, from what we all understood. And he was there just kind of having a great time and just filling in where he was needed. And, you know, if, if, table that wanted to play a battle royal just just looking for a guy he was always like yeah 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 i'll jump in no no problem hey you know uh somebody needed a team member for the team event and he was like sure man I'll, yeah I'll, uh, you know and and that happens a lot at these conventions you know a couple of people show up maybe you don't have a whole crew maybe you don't have a whole gaming clan that you're coming from and you don't necessarily have uh you know enough players to jump into some of these things with uh and that was just his attitude all weekend long and he was just uh optimism that was coming out of him and, and kind of like the sense of like, this is so cool to be a part of this as opposed to the, I've come here to conquer everyone and, you know, uh, you know, right. scorched earth on the map, you know, and, and, and I've said this before, there's plenty of meta players that got a real shot at winning a lot of these big prizes. If you win, if you win, the prizing is great as well, but there's also this option to just come down and have a good time and make it, almost more, uh, you know, player friendly a little bit. And so there's this interesting line that we're trying to uh, walk where we want it to be super accessible. We also want the best players in the world to be here. And we want everyone to feel like they came and got to play and walked away with something great. And fellowship really for the overall event weekend is somebody who's just there taking in one way or another. They don't have, you don't have to be in every tournament. You don't have to play in every battle Royal. You don't have to win a ton of stuff in the auction. It's really just somebody that's there that just gets it. This event is about community. It's about us all coming together and supporting each other and an awesome cause. When we started this event, Real Clicks players, it had been almost a year since anybody had gotten together 
to actually play this game that we all love. And for me, that was really tough, man. Um, this community, the connective tissue I've had with a bunch of players in this community for the better part of two decades now, have that all kind of just disappear. You know, it was it was really tough. So that first virtual event was awesome because we were all there'd be eighty to one hundred and ten people just in chat rooms on Discord, just like they weren't even in around, they weren't even playing, they were just in these chat rooms, just shooting the shit, you know, talking to each other, and that that kind of sense of community is what we're hoping for at this event regardless of if you're winning or not. And uh, and so I would say Weekend Long Fellowship is really for the people that come out, just, you know, exude that like sense of of community, of fair play, of support, of uh, optimism and positivity. And so that's really what we're looking for. Right awesome. on. Love that. Yeah. And just so you know, like, it's not just me. I mean, there's player feedback for the people that are there for the weekend. There's the judges that are in every facet, you know, one guy's running in-person battle royals. One person is, you know, in, in charge of like making sure the front desk is running and making sure, you know, that we've got judges. And so everybody is really talking all weekend long. So, you know, what I don't want to happen is have like a popularity contest thing happen either. And Hard to I'm, avoid that, uh, but yeah. yeah, but I think we've done a great job of that the last couple of years. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I think what the people that have that? won, Finding Go ahead. somebody that uh, kind of like came down by themselves and hadn't been to a lot of big events. That's I was telling Calder like that'd be really cool if like that's the person that like would win it. And I didn't realize that was like the story from last year, but um, that is really cool that that was like one of his first bigger events, and uh, he had such a good time that he was like rewarded for that. And you know, just being like a kind of like a light in the HeroClix communities hard to do sometimes, especially when you're getting like crushed in like competitive play, but. <laughs> Yeah, you catch one too many rune markers yeah. from Scarlet Witch, and ooh, yeah, be, be yeah, a- I know it's and, and that's where we try to we try to overcome that because we we do have major meta tournaments and we've got huge prizes that people are going to try to win. But when I look at the team event, I've said this the whole time. Look, if you come to win, better win. If you come to have a good time, then if you come to have a good time, then you've got a shot at other stuff as well. You know, so so that's that's what I've always said and. And, uh, and, and that's, that's how it goes for, for this. And I think we've done a pretty good job the the first few years. And I think we're going to see a lot of new faces this year as well. And it's not to say that an, a veteran player can't win it either. I mean, it's really just going to, to be like the, the overall sense of the weekend and, and, uh, who's really there for, for this cause and for this community. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. That's all the criteria going into it. I love that there's multiple opinions that it's a panel of people rather than, you know, like you said, somebody picking favorites. So that is excellent to hear but guess what yeah. they don't only get to make a figure they get a batman factory team upset so boom there's that enjoy your rings enjoy your constructs uh we'll go through the whole list on this one the dark knights wonder woman the phoenix sentinel the lady phoenix the hulk and she hulk the ace the bat hound doomsday batman bat knight batman commissioner gordon casey power woman and lockjaw so wow like, you know yeah, if you're if you're playing to win, you better win. I love I love that line. <laughs> that is pretty good. Will that be on the next uh, Scott Porter HeroClix figure, the third one we get? A trade. If you're playing to win, you better win. <laughs> you better win. There we go. Hey man, you know it, it's really interesting on the Scott Porter figures. This they came to me with a completely different pitch. They were like, "Hey, do we want to do like want to be like in a football uniform? We'll give you like some like 
you know, pre-cyborg becoming cyborg like stats or something like that, basically. You know, Victor Stone was a football player before he be, he was in an accident, became cyborg. And they're like, Do you do you want to do that? Like kind of thing. I said, No, I, I don't want I don't want this figure to be based off of any characters this year. But if we do something like this in the future, you might see something. You know, there's a scene from Friday Night Lights where um Lila Garrity asked Jason Street, my character, before his injury, hey, is it true you can shoot uh, lasers from your eyes and throw fireballs down the football field? Is it true you can do this? And there's this really funny scene where she asked me if I have all these superpowers. So the idea did float across my mind of like, hey, you know, maybe we should steal a couple of quotes from Friday Night Lights and give him all the powers that he might have had before his injury. I think that's that's kind of a cool idea. But Hey man, I'm out there taking pictures, but I do think if you if you come to win, you better win. Uh, is is a great line. <laughs> Keep it in store for the next. Yeah, once uh, once I Scott see, Porter gets casted in you score like, season two. Oh man, so and that, becomes super pro. That was our fan oh, casting that you become super, super pro. Super pro in She Hulk season two. two. Oh my yes. god, I would love it, man. I would also. I would like, love it. I think. What, combo Man? If Scott oh, yeah. Porter was Combo Man, <laughs> Dude. and he gets sued for having the Iron Man chest and the Captain America like yeah. side and all that, that would also just be such a great episode for She-Hulk. If um, we if we need anything, we need Combo Man. <laughs> oh my gosh, they gave away a really cool Combo Man leather jacket. If you uh, if you bought like the comic and like mailed in a strip and like won the contest, you said really cool and combo man in the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh come on. <laughs> no, it was like a jacket with a patch on it, and if you mailed it in, you could win this jacket. And I've since tried to find one to repurchase, <laughs> but it's like six hundred bucks. Sorry, total side oh, tangent. Scott. But yes, we'd love to have you as combo man, Scott. <laughs> or super. I mean. Your pick. Like I'm up for it. I mean, a super pro, I think like a couple of years ago, somebody, cause I, I always get asked, you know, Hey, what on, what unclicked character would you love to see? And I, I have said super pro on occasion. Cause I, I yeah. did have a whole yeah. run from the nineties. <laughs> Speaking of the, the Scott Porter figures though, Scott, how does it feel to be, uh, I think the, the community is pretty unanimous in this. How does it feel to be one of the most competitive hero clicks figures twice? Uh, man, I, you know, this design process on these two figures was pretty mind blowing because I, first of all, they both had a lot of incapacitate at first and they didn't have much else. I was like, if I trade in incapacitate, what can I get? And the answer is a lot. Um, <laughs> still, Still to this day, incapacitate, still very highly costed in the formula. Um, I got to see, you know, how these figures are kind of made a little bit, which I've I've never, having played this game as long as I have, I still had never been involved in any kind of design process like, like these figures. And I don't think we meant for it to happen like this. I think we wanted to do two things. We wanted to give back to the community in two different ways. One, that echoed the sentiment of the hero clicks for Huntington's event weekend in uh, I guess it's 002 that I, I call it the variant. I call it the H for H variant one with the black t-shirt with the logo on it. It's like the uh, um, old that's, school purple ring Wolverines with the white and black shirt. If you remember those. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, so black shirt, Scott Porter is very much a tribute to this weekend. I won. I knew the names of the powers and traits that I wanted. Family is everything is the slogan of HDSA, which is the Huntington's Disease Society of America. Um, 
this is a quintessential family disease. Every kid of a parent with Huntington's has a 50-50 shot of inheriting the disease. And so I wanted family as everything on there. I wanted counting on the community on there because I feel like I have been and I feel like they've stepped up and and you know rung the bell every single time, man. And it's it's just been incredible. And uh and they picked a flavor text for the other two uh you know traits there, but what they came back with was was pretty incredible. So, you know, that was the point of that figure was kind of be an homage for for everyone that had been supporting this uh, event. I mean, we've raised on over $60,000 in, in the first two years that we've done this. And, and that means a lot, um, you know, fighting for a cure comics, knowledge and acting roles. Those were two uh, things that they wanted to involve, uh, you know, add to the figure. So I, we talked earlier about like the old X factor teams and, and a lot of times when you would team build back in the day, I know you guys have been around for a while. You didn't really start a build at 300. You started a build at, you know, 272 or however much your your pit crew cost, right? right? Your Gene Gray, your con artist, your Destiny, Invisible you know, all your cheap. Woman. Yep, exactly. Invisible Woman, what, whatever that was, Ooh, whatever you needed. And then you started your build, right? Because because your teams would be nothing without those kind of toolkit you know, powers that you needed. So I wanted this guy to kind of be like a one man pit crew. And, uh, and he does that perplex up front, telekinesis up front, uh, the support all over the map. And, uh, and then he ended up doing way more than that. And they, when they added all the theme teams choosing an opposing or a friendly team ability, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And for me, I mean, what this figure is and the fact that it will be played as much as it is means that, uh, in all those matches, there's going to be discussion or awareness raised or something along those lines for Huntington's in a way. I mean, it's, it's basically on the sculpt. Huntington's is, is on the sculpt. So if we can raise awareness that way and, and people are going to play with this and people are going to be re reminded of what we do here every single year this weekend, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm more excited about that than the piece being, Semi broken, I guess. <laughs> the yeah, the other piece, the <laughs> the white though, because uh, WizKids is donating all the proceeds, other than like I think their cost to manufacture like shit, um, yeah. is what you guys said, and it, so it definitely helps that it's you know the people that are getting it like me for like a shelf piece or like the occasional like random battle that I'll like throw you in times three. I have the the bystander and both oh, Scots, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> but then also it's reaching out like all the people that like playing really competitively have to look at these and consider and probably buy you probably need at least one of them if not both and it's always good to have some utility in your tool belt so i think that they hit it right in the sweet spot where it's going to be really fun casually and it's going to be kind of potentially going to win worlds maybe or help win worlds. <laughs> and i hope so yeah that'd be so cool i mean the the idea was never to be that competitive with these pieces, but they knew that they, they wanted it to sell through. And I think I have to laud the generosity of WizKids here. And I know community at times, you know, with good reason, takes issue with some things that, that WizKids does. Not, not communicating clearly sometimes, never, you know, quite knowing what event schedules or, or tournaments you're going to have over the summer, all that stuff notwithstanding. With these two figures, 
and you hit the nail on the head, they are donating every cent above production cost directly to HDSA, the Huntington's Disease Society of America. And not only are they doing that, but upon receipt of the figures, as soon as they land in the warehouse, WizKids is just cutting a check for the entire thousand figure order for both of these. And they're just cutting the check regardless of sell through. And that means we're going to, we're going to triple this year, what we've done and near triple what we've done in the past. And a lot of it has to do with WizKids stepping up to the plate and creating these two figures, man. So, you know, I, I can't say enough good about uh, everything that they've done as far as this event goes and, and these two figures. But the last thing I wanted to, to say real quick about the white shirt is that, uh, you know, I wanted to give back to the community in a different way. I wanted to make Powerbomb actually true canon in Heroclix. I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, some players who have been around a long time know what Powerbomb is. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the newer players. Way too long. Years. Yeah. But I figured, you know what, if we're if we're going to make a second figure, because at first it was just going to be one. And then they came back to me and they're like, we want to make a second one. We want we want to know we want to put one out to the like the general gaming public. And we want to make sure that we also put one out that's that's geared around the H for H weekend. And, and so, you know, this was kind of the second iteration. I was like, I want power bomb in the set, man. And the <laughs> fact that it's knocked back and pulse wave doesn't target friendly characters is uh, that's it's pretty wicked, you know. So I'm I'm just really excited about both these figures and and I hope they see a lot of play and I didn't expect this guy like the more and more I looked at him after we finalized the dial uh, construction started to realize like this guy could be Blackheart's best friend I mean this guy could be pretty oh, yeah. wicked on certain teams you know yeah. multiple stop clicks and he's healing you know <laughs> either of them are healing the 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 big bad who's got all these stop clicks you know it's there's, there's a lot of ways that this both of these variants can uh, can become pretty nasty pretty quickly. And I did not expect that. I hope it doesn't have a negative impact on the game. I don't think it will, but I, I think no. a lot of people like playing I, with I it. I think and that's pretty uh, cool. you're actually having a very positive impact on the game. They definitely are relevant in the meta. And I think that your figures will single-handedly revive theme. So many people are talking that theme team is dead. Yeah. And the power of the Scott Porters... I'm all for it. I was somebody who built theme through and through for a decade. So having these guys is a great reassurance to do so. So I think I think they're a fantastic addition. I'm super excited to play them. And I think a ton of people, uh, along with myself, who have only built theme for years and years, are so looking forward to yeah. building with them. I think we're all kind of in that boat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I wanted to do is I wanted to keep theme alive. If you've played in any tournaments I've been a part of, or if you ever seen me play any type of constructed it, theme, is always present. I'm the antithesis of Crampton, and the fact that uh, <laughs> he's like you know down with theme, long live tent poles or whatever he likes to play, but the non-theme stuff. And yeah. I'm uh, I'm definitely always about the theme, man. It, it's just it's just more fun to me to get to role play this this whole thing out on the map characters that actually work with each other in the books and that just comes comes from me being a comic book fan as long as i have so i'm glad you guys are excited about that too absolutely heck yeah oh let's see um here's a question that's a bit outside of hero click scott but i gotta know um i saw that your former acapella group voice play did a cover of the halo theme 
And I was curious if they reached out to you or if you reached out to them. Um, yeah. So three of those guys in that, yeah, three of those guys in that group, um, I went to high school with, we started out as a barbershop quartet that evolved over time. Cause actually we, we, we won our high school talent show as a barbershop, barbershop quartet. And, uh, and the student body almost rioted. And so the next year when we tried to enter the talent show again, they're like, no, you have to do something more contemporary. You can't be singing barbershop. So we added a fifth member and I was actually the original beatboxer. I, that's how I got my start in the industry was, uh, was beatboxing. I went to New York and did an off Broadway show that was, you know, all these different instruments, but only using the human voice. Uh, we opened up for Bobby McFerrin for a little while. We opened up for, um, Michael Winslow from Police Academy. Uh, we opened up for NSYNC for a while. I mean, our, our group oh, did a lot. And, oh, a then, cool. <laughs> and those guys are infinitely talented. And I had told them over the years, and, and I always would tell them how envious I was of them. They're like, dude, you're on TV. Shut up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I am envious that you guys are still doing it and doing it in such a successful fashion. You guys get to go on the road. You get to perform. You get to do... That was the dream. And when you have a dream at 16, 17, 18 years old and two decades of hard work get you there, I mean, there's no feeling quite like that. And so I, I look at those guys in voice play. I'm just so proud of them and uh, and envious of them at times. So it, it had been back and forth. You know, we stayed in touch for a long time and and they had just hit their, I guess, 20-year anniversary of the group's existence and they sent out these really, really cool special made coins to everybody that had been a part of the group or a part of forming the group. So like our chorus director got one from high school and then each of the members that had come and gone all had these coins. And that's when the conversation started. And then, um, unfortunately, uh, one of their collaborators for a long time, one of my best friends in the world passed away, uh, from COVID over the pandemic. And, uh, we knew we had to do something to, to honor him. And in the early days of the group, we would go on tour opening up for 98 degrees or whoever go on these massive, you know, 80 college college tours where we're just in a van driving from city to city. We would take the Xbox with us everywhere. And in every new town, look at whatever connection was on the back because it's, it's now it's like universal HDMI. Everybody's like, okay, yeah, we just need an HDMI cable anywhere you go. No, back then you would have some of those ATV, like, like connectors in the back that you needed like two forks to like plug in your Xbox. Like it was like crazy adapters that you would need. And so every town we'd go to, we'd check the hotel. Exactly. We'd go get the adapter and then we would stay in and we would play Halo all night long. And it kept us out of trouble on the road. And we were a, a quintet. We were five part, but only four players could play at once. So low man, every game would have to give up their controller. And it was just, it was just a part of our ritual. It was competitive, but it kept us tight. And, uh, you know, those are my brothers. And and we knew immediately uh, when I came back that we were going to do something that, that was special to honor Rick. And that was kind of uh, really meaningful to the rest of the group. So that's why we did the Halo theme. And and actually, I don't know if you saw, but Marty O'Donnell, who, who composed all the music for Halo, did like a 25 long dissection of our version of Halo, oh, and wow. he, wow, he so cool. loved it, dude. Um, yeah, if you look up on YouTube, uh, I think it's uh, Charismatic Voice is this one woman who breaks down 
you know, uh, all these acapella groups and, and different vocal, you know, textures and voices. And she's the actual, she, her and, and Marty O'Donnell, yeah, did a full breakdown. So it's a pretty cool breakdown. You, you can find it on YouTube. It's a charismatic voice, Marty O'Donnell, but yeah, they, okay. he loved it, man. And that's, that's so awesome. So Halo yeah. that story. runs deep in your roots then. And with that now known, I have to ask you as well as a big Halo fan myself, which Halo is your favorite? <sighs> See, I get I get murdered. I get more I get murdered for this answer. Um I love Halo Reach. Let's go! Yeah! Let's go! <laughs> no, I was <laughs> That's our favorite. That's yeah, heck yeah. And really? I get murdered for that opinion. Halo Reach is yeah. the best, dude. Noble Six? Let's Noble go. Six. Oh my god, it's so good. And and the reason that it's so good is it's a self-contained story. It takes yeah. you out of the it takes you out of the shoes of Master Chief, who is he's wonderful. It's 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 an incredible character, and I love Cortana 100 percent But when you're in reach, the danger feels so much more real. Cats death by jackals in that open roofed volcano like there's no moment in gaming like that or like losing george i mean there's just so a meal there's just so much it's that impending doom Uh, the urgency to act and like that ultimate feeling that like you kind of know like even though you know you just you're gonna lose you think (laughs) maybe the game will just let me save everyone like maybe there's a way and everyone has so much like earned emotion outgoing to real suicide oh. squad i'm so happy oh yes halo reach the best to yeah. uh, to steer us back to hero clicks yeah, this sorry is, uh, <laughs> this is a question i've had for a, kind of ever since the unboxing started to really evolve over time but what goes into so from the beginning it was deadpool and this this unboxing lives in my head rent free always because i was <laughs> at the time i was like we finally get a deadpool set that's so awesome and then being a huge Marvel Zombies fan, the moment we see Zombie Venom, I believe, uh, you pull, my I was just my jaw drops to the floor and I'm like, how could this set possibly get any better? So to me, there really isn't a, a Hero Quick set isn't fully released until we see a Scott Porter unboxing before the set comes out. Um, so what is your favorite way that unboxings have evolved over time and how you've kind of kept not only that magic, but that hype alive for each set. Because not every set, you know, no offense, has the zombie chases, yeah. which were so revolutionary at the time. Uh, so what is yeah, the man. process like, Scott? You know, so how the whole unboxing thing started was uh, my fear that Heroclix would die again. Mm. And I was hell-bent on making sure that wouldn't happen. And I wasn't going to let that happen if I wasn't going down swinging with the ship. So I cornered WizKids at a con. It was like, look, guys, <laughs> let's work together, man. Like, you, you don't have, like, this game is ripe for hype machine stuff, man. And at the time, Kevin Smith was doing unboxings, and I was seeing all these people like in my orbit, you know, as far as, like, in, in Hollywood and, and actors and stuff who were, like, finally just being like, screw this, my nerd freak flag is going to fly. And I was like, I'm one of them. Let's go. So uh, I called them up and, and and those first kind of couple of years, I, I was just begging for studio space out here in Los Angeles and going where I could. And we were just trying a ton of stuff, man. I The high point for me um, of the unboxings, and I, I wish we could get back to this format a little bit, was 
when I would do the DC sets at DC headquarters with Kevin Canary, who yeah, was the head of their licensing. Know. Yeah. That stuff was awesome. But Marvel, DC, you know, Disney, whole thing, all those mergers, there's so much like bureaucracy that you have to like funnel any requests through now. It's almost impossible. And the same thing happened at DC, unfortunately, the ATN, AT&T takeover and Warners and HBO Max. And so there's just so many people that you have to get approvals from now that, you know, it's kind of almost impossible. So the other high point for me has been partnering with Hyper RPG because those that is a team of guys who love the this, this shit that we love and they want to improve on every iteration. Uh, so these last couple of set unboxings where now we've got the turntable and everything. And, and I, I love how people out there are just like, he's Scott Porter. He should just be able to like have a studio and have all the, no, this stuff costs money, man. <laughs> this stuff costs money. And I got two kids, man. Like, you know, so, so I just love that we keep on working together. WizKids, Hyper, myself, we try to make every single one better. I can tell you the low point for me was, you know, either, you know, Joker's wild and, and those where I'm shooting them on my iPhone in my man cave, because, you know, there's been ebbs and flows, you know, budget's been good with WizKids, budget's been bad with WizKids. And we're, we're kind of in between, like trying to figure out how to make this thing work. And, and, uh, and I felt like at that point, that particular set, uh, reaction wasn't great. The, the, a lot of stuff got spoiled before I did the unboxing weren't reacting too positively but what i take from that and what i've learned is you know not every set can be a hit but this community can be a hit every time a set comes out just by being there for each other being honest you know talking and and i do love the fact that our fan base really does have uh, more of a direct line of communication with whiz kids now i've kind of become i don't know i i don't work for them uh I try to be as honest as possible with all my unboxings. The fact that there's sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm slamming certain parts of a set on the WizKids official channel. is just like blows my mind sometimes. But that's what they want. They, they want an honest fan reaction right off the bat. And I feel like their ability to, their humility and their ability to be humble about all this stuff is, is, is really, really cool. And I think that the game is evolving and and hopefully the player base feels a little more heard, and uh, and the sets I think are are just getting cooler and cooler now. So uh, you know this whole process has been awesome, but that's how it started. And yeah, the high point was doing that really cool partner stuff with with yeah. you know people from Marvel and DC. But I think where we are now is a really excellent spot for the community. So yeah, I'm happy about the that. Latest unboxings have looked. Yeah, they, they've gotten to this insane quality recently with the, the, uh, the, the turntable we saw. The Spider-Man brought this whole new level of quality that we hadn't seen before. It was just so yeah. updated. We are like, oh, wow, this is incredible. Uh, but no, when you talk about the being really honest about a set, those are always my favorite. I think it was maybe during the Empire set where you pull like She-Hulk or something. And you're like, really? This this is what she does? Like <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> When, when you see something like that, because you're like, oh, he gets it. He doesn't yeah. just be like, yeah, WizKids made it. I love it. It's awesome. It's like, are you guys kidding me with what I just pulled? It's it's really funny. And it's just, I like the honesty there. And you feel like a member of community, not just like, hi, I'm the spokesperson type of deal. And it, it's just, it's really awesome to go ahead and see stuff like that. That's cool, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that connects. And, and you know, I got to give them credit, man. 
they they've never once called me and been like, "Hey Scott, can you do you think you do you think you could chill out on back. can we reshoot some of the Mr. you know?" <laughs> they've never they've never ever said that. They've never edited a video. They've never done that at all. They've always been on the side of we want uh, somebody who has played this game to be honest about what they're seeing, and uh, and on their side, I mean, they love they love all the you know they love all the podcasts. They love. Everybody that's that's covering this game. So you guys are in that same boat of just like they're listening, they're watching, they're trying. And what I will give them credit for is they are such a small team. So many of them wear so many hats, you know. Yeah. At uh, at you know just to be a part of that and help this game live and survive and and hopefully thrive is is all I ever wanted with the unboxings. And hopefully we we end up uh, succeeding on that. Yeah, I know. Uh, when we all came together. Like the first thing that we really said was like, hey, the most important thing always with anything we do is continuing to grow the game, continuing to build excitement, but also being honest, you know, going back to that point of like, not every set can be amazing. Sometimes things suck. But yeah, like really keeping that core belief that like, we don't want this to die. You know, Uh, I grew up playing this game. I want people to have similar experiences of all ages. I want it to live on forever. (laughs) Yeah. And uh you know, we do our best to continue to promote that. And, you know, a big thing, a big thing with Hero Clicks for Huntington's as well, promoting that you don't have to play this game a certain way. You can make your own rules. You can play theme. You can play out of the comics. You can play casually, competitively, however you like to do it. It's okay. There's not a right or wrong way. And if we can push that message across, I think that's that's just the overall most important thing of any game, really, is that look for enjoyment in it. And if you're not enjoying it, maybe find something new. Yeah, right. Yeah. Our brand's that's been fun, competitive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And I, I love that. I mean, I, I always said there's there's three kinds of Hero Clicks players. There's there's tournament players, there's kitchen table players, and then there's folks that just have pieces on their shelves, man. And I know players from each of those uh, you know, little categories and and uh I know plenty of people who don't even really play the game much anymore, but they love the representation of of their their favorite characters in this form, and they love hanging on to the memories when they used to play or whatever. So they'll they'll still buy pieces from the new set, you know, just to put up on their desk at work or their shelf at home or in their man cave yeah, or whatever. We, so we have a lot of people we, like that over at our local venue, Dragon's Lair. Oh, geez, yes. <laughs> We if you forgot to mention, know. this is the only Omaha-based HeroClix podcast yeah. where all three hosts are in Omaha, Nebraska. Coming to you live How from, you forget that? from right outside. <laughs> this is Canada. crazy. So so let me – so the Dragon's Lair I went to when I was uh, in Omaha was in Millard, um, up by the off the back side of the movie theater. I don't know if there's multiple Dragon's Lairs now. There's, that's, so, uh, yeah, there's a weird amount of Dragon's Lairs, quite, actually. Quite the history of Dragon's yeah, Lairs in Omaha. I won't get into like the whole history, but <laughs> – the original location you went to is no longer there, but the original owner and like store is still alive and very much like st- they have two stores now, but they have both stores have moved about four times in the last. Oh, yeah, man. I know a dragon could burn down their own layer. That was really one of them did oof. burn down. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's for me. I used to go there with my dad every week. We pick up um, some X-Men or X-Men classic. Or X Factor books. We pick up Rocky and Bullwinkle comics because my dad <laughs> wanted to share his love of Rocky and Bullwinkle with me. And we pick up a lead figure or two. 
you know, uh, for D and D stuff. And, and we toss a couple of coins in the dragon's Lair, you know, stand up arcade unit. And we play a little bit with Dirk. Um, and then, you know, I, I went and saw Batman 1989 at the theater on the other side of where that original dragon's Lair was. And I just got so many great memories of spending time with my dad in that shop. And, uh, that was really like the beginning of my love for comics and, and all this stuff. So, you know, special place in my heart, that particular, that particular store. Before we get uh, too removed from the discussion about right. unboxings, I did want to ask, we have three known sets that are coming out. Obviously Avengers 60th is going to be previewed super early at hero clicks for Huntington's event, but then there's DC notorious and wheels of vengeance possibly coming out this year. Out of those three, what are you most excited for? Are you excited for another DC set or maybe Avengers 60th because it's the closest? The return of vehicles and some crazy yeah. stuff. So, you know, uh, under NDA with these guys a little bit, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we got another set. It's It seems like there's these Heroclix leap years where it's like you get used to the release schedule and then all of a sudden like there's a, like an extra set packed in it's happened a couple of times. And uh, sometimes player base can be like, okay, this is fatigue. Like we just had a set two and a half months ago. What is going on right now? Um, but they've got so much planned this year, guys. And I've got Avengers 60th in hand. I uh, am recording the unboxing tomorrow for this set. Why the unboxing's going to start airing May 1st. <laughs> And it will culminate on May 5th, which is Scott Porter versus the world, the super pre-release where we're going to be playing with Avengers 60th. So the entire set won't be known, but some of it will on my unboxings that week. I scheduled it like this and they came through. WizKids got me this stuff super early. And, uh, you know, it's difficult to do in today's like shipping climate, but they did it, man. They pulled it. They pulled through. So we're going to have the unboxing series. Yeah. May 1st, man. Next. I mean, gosh, what is that? next Monday going to start. So everybody will be able to see what Avengers 60th is all about. But yeah, for me hitting a, a DC set so quickly on the heels of Batman having two in the same year. Yeah. Um, that's pretty damn cool. And uh, I'm also super excited as I've been getting ready, gearing up for Avengers 60th. You know, I'm once I heard that wheels of vengeance was going to be a thing. I started going, okay, where are they gonna where are they gonna live in Avengers 60th? And because Reyes, Robbie Reyes, the, the all writer, you know, if we're doing a Wheels of Vengeance set, then I, you know, maybe some of this Avengers Forever stuff's gonna fall to Wheels of Vengeance, you know. So it just it gets my mind spinning. I'm the type of guy that as soon as I hear like a set name, I'm like, okay, what are they putting in it? Who are we gonna get? What storylines are we gonna focus on? You know, so that's what I've been doing for Avengers 60th, is trying trying to figure out what I'm actually gonna encounter in this unboxing. Because when you're talking 60 years of what is now, you know, the most well-known superhero team of all time. Yeah. You know, it surpassed Justice League, X-Men, all that stuff. Avengers is, you know, the team. What are they going to pull from? I have no idea what I'm going to see in this thing, guys. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for all of it, man. I really am. And I know there's been people out there that have been, they've been wanting an old Johnny Blaze again. They've been, they've been wanting some old school Ghost Rider goodness and, the fact that we're getting a set that is not X-Men Fantastic Four Avengers based yes. Yes, is so, very cool. Yeah. So I've been I'm excited for all of it, man. It's super cool that it's it's like such a niche kind of like edge of Marvel that it's, you know, it's like 
that mystical, like, dark demon kind of realm of kind Marvel. Kind of what we saw in Amazing Spider-Man. With yeah, the, the original Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. You know? And we're, like, some of the only people who are fans of Undead. Yeah. <laughs> Bought so much Undead. So hopefully that stuff comes back as well. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Another question outside of HeroClick, Scott. We know that you're a bit of a sneakerhead, and you kind of grew up in the era where retro Jordans were so hot, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, right? So I was curious, what is your, what was your favorite shoe or, like, silhouette of a shoe uh, growing up? And then what's your favorite shoe today if you have, like, particular favorites? I don't know how into it you are. I see that a lot of the comments are just like, I like cool shoes. But uh, I thought I'd ask. That's a bit of a sneaker. No, man, I... Listen, um, I'm a big sneakerhead. Primarily came to love sneakers again. Like I loved them as a kid, but we didn't have any money when I was growing up. So I didn't have my first pair of Jordans until I got the Jim Red Air Jordan 12s. Um, nice. 1997, 96, 97. Um, flu game 12s wow. that year that, you know, Jordan uh, schooled Byron Russell and, and beat the Jazz. It was that year. So the Jordan 12s have always had like a, a special place in my heart because it's the first pair I could ever afford on my own, my own money. I was working at public supermarkets, saved up. I'm from Nebraska originally, so I got the white and red, of course. So that's why I got the Jim Reds. And uh, everybody called me Nebraska at Red Bug Lake Park <laughs> where I played basketball outside. They're like, Nebraska, or they call me Kerr. They're like, Kerr, just because I'm like the little white kid on the court. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I... I came back to, to sneakers once I really started um, acting because I don't have a ton of control over how I can look at any given time because somebody's cutting my hair, somebody's approving my, you know, how much facial hair I can have or what my haircut needs to be. And, you know, they tell you don't get tattoos because it's, you know, it's just a pain in the ass to cover them up for whatever roles you're playing. So as a way to really kind of, express myself like sneakers became like the outlet you know and uh i'm just a big believer like you know your energy starts from the ground up man you know where you're grounded like your energy is is all kind of starting there and like coming up you know like uh so that's you know that's why i'm I'm really into sneakers as far as my like favorite all-time silhouette man it's it's just it's really tough you know because i love the 12s they're a little heavy I think probably threes just because of convenience and, and, and look, and I love the elephant print, but it's been a little bit overdone. And, uh, and, and I love fours. Very popular, like uh re-release shoe of the three. I'd also say like the four too, but yeah. I, I like the fours and, and the sneakers that are on the Scott Porter figures are kind of fours esque. If you look yeah, at them. I see it. Yeah. Yeah, so they they kind of uh, they kind of gave a little nod. They they said we we can't you know put a swoosh. We can't do an exact Jordan, but we'll put something Jordan esque out there. And uh, and so yeah, I, I think for me it's it's I love the twelves, just the nostalgia. And my loves threes and fours. One unpopular opinion is I don't love elevens. I don't really? people people love elevens. They crease too easy. Uh, but if you're gonna tell me I can only wear one shoe for the rest of my life, it's probably gonna be super comfortable old school air max ones that's just it i love i love just putting on a, a simple colorway air max ones and just just getting out there so it's not just all jordans with me um i love a bunch of different kinds of shoes but yeah 
That's it. Air Max yeah. 90 guy. They're they're super comfy. They go with anything. You can get them in any color. And yeah, it's usually like a solid colorway with a little bit of accent. So awesome. yeah, they but sit, man. They sit. Levens, man, that's crazy. Like the world lost their mind when those dropped. I know we're not a shoe podcast. <laughs> yeah, like sorry. This is look. This is look I I have the wind night. I have the wind like 96s, which are all red. You know, I have the. I actually the, have those too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but the thing is, is they do they just crease so easy and there's there's not a lot of easy ways to iron that out where you can you can fix a lot of those creases in some other shoes but and i'm also a big believer in wearing your kicks so my my shit get they get scuffed up and and creased and it's just life man if i'm gonna have something if i'm gonna have a comic book i'm gonna read it if i'm gonna have a toy i'm gonna take it out of its packaging it's gonna get played with you know if, if any of that stuff i just believe that you know use it for what it was intended for first not speculative flipping and all that stuff so i don't do like the resale market so i just i put the shoes on my feet as soon as i get them i just wear them awesome man. that's really respectable thank it's you pretty, for the detail so there sweet. i was curious you know i've seen the comments floating around so that's that's awesome yeah. yes sir so i tried to do a little bit of research going into this but even uh once you first started unboxings i was like oh hey wait a second you know you know imdb scott porter he was in like Speed Racer. I love that movie. Like growing up, I I'm pretty young, uh, but I really like Speed Racer. It was really awesome. Uh, I noticed my, me and my brother's favorite game to like play together. I was always player two, and even when there were second player, like no second player games, we would just I would watch the story with him as he played. Uh, finding out your Luke in The Walking Dead was one of the coolest things ever. That was one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and then I love Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, so when you were Winter Soldier, uh, that was really cool, and I was like, that's hilarious. Have you ever played a game of like Flash, Winter Soldier, Heimdall, like Heroclix figures that are all like to represent maybe roles that you have played uh, before and be like, this is my theme. My theme is media this week. I haven't yet. That's um, a good idea, though. I, yeah, I mean, I, it is. It is a good idea. And uh, when I was down at the, the Clicks Open Championship down in, uh, in Orlando, um, Newmark actually gave me uh, a Goldie Hawn designed Heimdall that's right. on the base. So it's it's the God of War Heimdall uh, figure on a Heimdall base. And I feel like I could I could really key that in now. No, you know, I did um I did a hero click show when we we're I, I've been constantly spitballing ideas on how to grow the game and how to grow the audience of the game. So back on Geek and Sundry, I used to do a show called Group Hug. It was a Friday afternoon thing. Scott Rubin, who does a lot of unboxings as well over at figures.com uh, was our envoy Hector Navarro, a couple other like hosts and voiceover actors like Erica Ishii uh, would all play in these weekly fun themed games. And then we decided to do on hyper RPG, uh, basically an RPG style campaign where we all chose certain characters. And I chose some that I had voiced Cyclops uh, was on the team and, uh, but then some that are just characters I love, like Dr. Fate, but then we would have to voice them throughout the campaign. And so you've heard me mention Indomitable and in the unboxings, and, and that was the closest I think I've ever come to, to running a team, because I did have Winter Soldier, I did have Cyclops, right. and uh, I did have Nightwing on that team. So that, that's the closest I've ever come, but I've, I've got a pretty solid amount of characters now. I could rock Aquaman, Superboy, The Flash, Nightwing, Winter Soldier, Star Lord, Cyclops. I mean, it's Harry a pretty Osborne. solid list. Harry Osborn, yeah, get a little goblin action in there. So <laughs> Heimdall, you know. So there's there's enough in there. I could probably could probably pull off a, a you know a somewhat decent team, I guess. Uh, and then one of my favorite projects that I when I popped the DVD in, I didn't know you were going to be a part of. 
but it was this DC, I don't even know what to call it, kind of a documentary called Necessary Evil. And yes. you appear in it all of a sudden. I'm like, is he the go-to Hollywood superhero knowledge guy? Because <laughs> it, it had like writers and other things. And I was like, oh, I did not expect at all to see uh, Scott Porter in Necessary Evil. I'm a huge DC villains fan. I think they have some of the best villains ever in Lex Luthor, Joker, uh, and all these characters. What was it like uh, being in Necessary Evil as kind of a, a comic type rep, a guy who's very knowledgeable about it, a guy who's been in DC projects and whatnot? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that when I was at DC doing some of the Heroclix stuff, uh, I got to hang out with Jeff Johns for a little bit. And him and I had crossed paths a couple of times prior. Uh, I actually have a couple of books signed by him when I waited in line for like an hour and a half at Midtown Comics in New York when I was doing a little off-Broadway show called Alter Boys. And uh, I have a couple of books signed by him. Uh, I think it was in the midst of his Titans run, which I actually... Tim Drake is my Robin... Um, you know, I've got no, no apologies at all for saying that. Like, I think Tim Drake is incredible. He's one of my favorite characters of all time. The way that he finds Batman is such a big deal. And I had this whole conversation with, uh, Johns about that a long time ago. So then we reconnected when I was, you know, going to DC headquarters and stuff. I was working at Warner brothers while I was doing heart of Dixie. And, uh, we had a whole discussion about the flashes rogues gallery and why they are so special. And I'm pretty sure that that conversation got me in, got me in a necessary evil. So it's, I think that's how that happened. Like just talking shop to shooting the shit with, I mean, Jeff Johns, no big deal. Like, you know, next thing you know, it's like, Hey, you want to come over to the, cause I was working on heart of Dixie. So they like literally called me in the middle of the day. Like, Hey, you want to come over to the thing? And like, just, you know, do this with us. I was like, come to the literal bat cave. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, man, you know, out, you know, you know what room I never got into that I was like dying to get an invitation into is DC had this vault, man, this air controlled, double sealed like vault with like every single issue that's ever, you know, been written by them. Oh, no and way. it's all locked that's away, insane. man. And it's this, it's this massive section of, of the old DC headquarters. They've since moved from that building, but and I, I, I would see sometimes I'd be over there and, uh, and I'd see some writer come in and, and you'd see like them putting the code in and he'd go in and, you know, they'd have to stay in there. And like, if they wanted to read a book or do some research, because a lot of those old issues, they're still not accessible. Even with all these awesome apps we have nowadays, there's still some things that you just can't read unless you have the physical issue. And so some of these writers, man, when they would do deep dive research stuff, it would head into this vault, man. And I'm like, can I get, can I get the invite? But it never happened still, uh, you know, got to do a couple of cool things uh, with them. So I'm really appreciative of that. That's, that's like cooler than the library of Congress for like, like a, a nerd. You're like, whoa. <laughs> Mission impossible or like oceans 11 situation where we got to like steal the biometrics from some poor writer to like get into the vault. <laughs> that's amazing. But that, wow. That's a question. Yeah, I do want to bring it back to Huntington's for yes. just a second. Um, so this is kind of like a more abstract question, so like take as much time as you want. But looking forward into the future uh, with this event, with the Heroclix for Huntington's event, where would you like to see this go? Like, how would you like to see? Obviously, like, the most people that we can get, the more money that, like, it can raise. I think Heroclix players are really generous when it comes to this kind of stuff. They're some of, like, the best 
for such a small community, we're some of like the best at raising money for different causes. And it's really awesome. But uh, is there anything like any like plans or like goals that you have in mind? Like at some point you want it to reach this? Yeah, I think my idea of like the perfect synergy of how this event works with Heroclix is, is uh, reciprocal in nature. Um, the community gives, and then somehow this event widens the community. That's, that's what I would really love to see happen. I don't know how we accomplish that. We try to make this one of the more accessible events uh, in the you know, calendar year for Heroclix. You know, it's not all about meta play. It's not all about nationals, you know, placing first. Uh, you know, it's not all about that to us. And we hope that whether it's lapsed players, whether it's people who are interested but haven't gotten a chance to play, which is really why I've, I've loved the miniatures games. And uh, I didn't I didn't get a miniatures game to unbox with Avengers 60th. And I, I hope they're not going away. If they are, I hope we find another way to iterate on the idea of um, here's some basic figures for new players and here's ways for veteran players to really invite new players into the game. Um, so my goal would be that this event raises awareness for, you know, Huntington's disease and the fight against it, but also widens the the net of, or, or widens the Heroclix community uh, and brings more players into the fold. I don't know how that happens, um, I know WizKids is very interested in that kind of concept as well. And they've strengthened their partnership with us every single year, which has been awesome. I would be remiss if I didn't mention, though, that all of this really, I had the idea, Heroes for Huntington's for a long time, and I'd kicked it around and I had tried to find different ways. I had some comic book artist friends who I had approached to maybe do like a weekend long, um, you know, submission drive, maybe raise some money that way. But then comic conventions went away and yeah. we were going to try and do that maybe based in like a, a, a convention weekend or something. You know, you could commission this many, you know, and all the money would go to Huntington's research and it didn't end up happening. And then Howard Brock called me out of the blue and he said that him and his wife, Tracy, um, wanted to do something charitable, but didn't want to do it for a large cause. They didn't want to do it for cancer. They didn't want to do it for anything along those lines. They wanted to find uh, a smaller cause that really needed help. And Howard was really the impetus for this whole thing happening. And the two of us together have like built this thing. I don't know what we can do. I know WizKids is uh, wanting to do more and make it bigger and blow it out. And I think creating the Scott Porter character has, uh, has really, or the figures has really shown what they want to do. I think they want to make this a year long campaign and not just a weekend where we raise some money. I think they want this to be a, like an initiative that has legs throughout every year. Um, but regardless of what happens in the future, I'm just so thankful to to Howard and to Tracy and to that small team, you know, BZ, Aaron, Coos, all those guys, uh, you know, Brad, who runs all of our online stuff. I'm just, I couldn't be more thankful to have a team that has, has accomplished what we've been able to accomplish so far. So I hope it grows. I hope it's reciprocal in nature. I hope we grow the game and raise awareness for this disease all at once. I mean, I, I think that's the, that's the dream. So. Yeah. I know we can't make it this year because uh, we just have like personal things that came up and 
it's about a 13 hour drive or a plane ride. And so it just didn't work out this year, but uh, we'd love to do come down and do coverage, like not even really get a whole lot of play time, but do coverage like we did for Worlds last oh, right. year and uh, just let everyone that doesn't get a chance to go or anyone that's on the fence about going get like a real good grasp of like what it looks like, you know, what the atmosphere is. Um, we've got some, I don't think they've been released, so I won't talk too much about the, the world's promos, but, uh, we've Those got... Those are unreleased. Those yeah. are in the DC vault, actually. Yeah, oh, <laughs> they're behind a hermetically sealed door. Um, but no, it, it was a great time at Worlds, and I think Huntington's is on the same, if not, like, maybe a little bit different, but, like, a little bit more important than Worlds for Heroclix. And I think WizKids, like you said, they've definitely seen that. They definitely, like have put forth an effort of offering pricing that is literally offered nowhere else. Like even in other tabletop games, like don't have pricing like this. So it's crazy that like WizKids has gone out of their way to do that. And uh, yeah, that's the, that's my hope for us specifically is that next year we'll be able to make it. Obviously I'll be doing battle Royals as many days as I can online this year. We'll be there. We'll be oh, there yeah. online. There's no least, question yeah. about that. We'll be live oh, man. streaming. From Omaha, <laughs> just as a reminder. I guess I appreciate that too, man, because we, we do want people who, who can't make it. We understand, man, like life is life, brother. Like at all, and all that stuff comes first, but uh, that's why we want to keep this online element going. And that's where Brad, Brad's just a beast and he does all this himself and he doesn't ask for help. I, I wish that he would ask for a little more <laughs> help on, on his end this year. He was like, Hey, I want to run a silver. I want to run a silver age tournament online. Let's, let's do that as well as the battle Royals. And I was like, Whoa, like, what? I mean, maybe next year that's something that happens. Like we add in one of those uh, virtual, you know, tournaments again. Uh, we just wanted to make sure that the prizing that we had this year couldn't support that. We want to make sure that the prizing, uh, that the community that does come out and, and the community that shows up online, that everybody feels like they're, they're getting more than, than they would anywhere else. And, and they feel like they're, they're getting something, for helping, you know, not just the feeling of supporting, but like they're actually walking away with something as well. It makes it all worthwhile to them. So, um, you know, we'll see, but I appreciate you guys showing up online, man. I, I really do. And, uh, anybody out there who's listening, you know, uh, that's a huge, huge part of what makes this weekend a success. So, so I hope to see a bunch of y'all online. I'll be playing in a, in a number. I'll drop in and out of, uh, online battle Royals and, and we'll be auctioning off a couple of the games uh, with me as well in the auction on Friday night uh, where me and, you know, you and two of your good friends or whatever can uh, bid to win. And everybody walks away with pogs and cards. And, you know, we just have a good we just have a good time, man. Awesome. Right on. Huh. Well, uh, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the map. I don't know. I don't know where we're at for time. Uh, yeah, we don't. <laughs> But uh, designing maps has always been a really like cool idea to me. We've seen people make custom ones online. Uh, the ROC did ones for a lot of the time. I was excited because they were a lot of MCU inspired maps. They had a one from Logan. They had like the end game or not any, but the Infinity War let them into Wakanda one. Uh, and you've been able to design a couple of maps. Uh, I really like the, the latest Racer Motors one. So that's cool. that's really cool. So cool. Uh, the decision, although I am curious about, to make it not a 24 by 24 map, the new map size, but instead it's the uh, full length map size for that one. Uh, what oh, was yeah. the process? What were you thinking about with making a lot of these maps? And what do you think about kind of the map size in general uh, and whatnot? 
I get more nervous with the map than I think any other element of our entire weekend because the map really is me. It's okay. me designing. Uh, I pick the theme. I I pick the the design layout. It's all sketched in pencil at the house. I send it over to Stevie oh. Z. He does magic with it. And then uh, once he's done his magic, we take it to the team at WizKids. In the first two years, um, they were really big on symmetrical maps. They were really big on both sides feeling even for both players. And I think that's why like, I tried to, with the Hyper RPG Studios map the first year, split it into thirds because there was a lot of talk of them wanting to now, this is the one time that WizKids will really talk to me about what they think the future of their of, of their game is going to be. And and they were telling me, you know, we're going to be sidelining some powers, or they had already sidelined some powers, but when I was designing that map, it hadn't been announced yet. And they wanted it to feel more up close and personal. They wanted a lot of brawlers to have a new place in the meta, et cetera, et cetera. And so I designed that map to be three different arenas, basically. Outdoor at the top, which they don't like doing indoor-outdoor anymore. And then uh, indoor with a bunch of terrain that was everywhere. And then there was the bottom third of the map was like elevated down into like a little, for lack of a better term, kill box uh, and, or battle box or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and then the second year, Panther Fieldhouse, that thing is so symmetrical. Yeah. They, they wanted it. And I wanted the top half of the map, the, the top third of the map to be outside again. Uh, like the path to the stadium for Dylan, you know, Dylan football. And they wouldn't let me do the indoor outdoor thing. And so we, we made some adjustments, adjustments. I mean, it's still, there's still a little outdoor area, but it still only counts as indoor. Okay. But this year with the announcement of, of the change in terrain and the change in map signs. So the terrain markers are a big deal. Um, I just called him up and I was like, look, man, I want to, I want to make a really asymmetrical map because um you know, we've got these terrain markers now, elevated, blocking all this stuff that players can bring. They're going to be making their own map adjustments anyway. And before I could even finish saying it, they were like, that's exactly what we want. We want map roll to feel like it matters now. Like, you know, in the past with theme team and all this stuff, they were trying to make it so it didn't feel bad to get stuck on a side of a map. Well, now you have a way to get out of that. If it feels bad that you're on one side of the map that your team doesn't necessarily play well on, you can bring terrain and try to make adjustments on that map. So the fact that they let me do this really asymmetric map uh, with racer motors was really, really cool. And uh, this was probably one of the quickest approval processes that uh, we've had with map design. That being said, the choice to stay big was all me. Um, okay. I will say a couple of people on the rock team were like, I think maybe we should design in 24 by 24. There was talk about, can we make this map convertible? Can it be, you know, can 12 squares be chopped off and, and you make a, a 24 by 24 at the end uh, when it all changes. But I think we've got another two years with these big maps. And my sense of the community is that a lot of people are still going to be playing on big maps for a little while. And not until we're forced to play on, you know, two by twos, are we going to necessarily all want to play on two by twos all the time. Now I could be wrong. Um, I hope I'm not because I, we're really proud of this map, but we had to make the call pretty early and we were, you know, we had to make the decision. And, and I think this map, I mean, 
I know that this map's going to be legal for two years. So at, at that point, I'm okay with it. You know, if you get two years of play on this map and, and it's this cool, I also didn't think I could do anything racer themed in a two by two. I think I needed the space. So yeah, that was what was behind the de design process and, and some of the decisions that, that uh, we made and, and I made, but yeah, these, these maps I get nervous about, man, because it's, it's all on me. This is one thing where I'm designing and, and looking for approvals pretty much autonomously. Yeah. And that's such a big, I mean, that's what we played the game on, right? Like that's the map and you can talk with so many different people, past winners, past losers of big events. And a lot of the times they'll be like, it was the map messed me up or like, this was the biggest thing, or I won map. So I knew I was going to beat his team that all I had to do was win one role. And that was initiative and I was set. So maps historically have just been such a huge element. Uh, making one just sounds, no offense, kind of stressful. <laughs> and like, it's, yeah. it's a really big <laughs> deal. So I got to say, I'm excited. I want to, I really want to see the sketches now. I, I don't know how much you fancy yourself an artist, <laughs> but the map, I want the sketch variant uh, Scott Porter map just blown up. Oh my God. Maybe I'll put it in the auction. I'll that sign it. Oh, awesome. it in the auction. That, that would be really there cool. You go. That would be that. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, one they're one. ugly. They're ugly as sin. They're all in pencil because I just need to. And so then I write in what colors I, I want. You know, this floor needs to be bright orange. This this wall needs to be wood paneled. You know, all that, all those design elements for art, you know, to give Steve a guide. Now, Steve's a fan of uh, Speed Racer. And I feel like you can you can tell it when you look at the maps, especially the, the reunion variant, as I'm calling it. He yeah, put some yeah. really cool Easter eggs on that map people that are fans of the movie so uh, it's really exciting to me uh that he he was gung-ho about that uh, but this year i i i specifically and and this is where i think a lot of people until uh hero clicks for huntington's started two years ago i think a lot of people had dismissed me as being just like kind of a face guy not really a, a player of the game and and to be fair i don't do constructed really much anymore at all i don't i just don't have the time to, to do it always I probably get to play four times a year at this point. That being said, I have enough knowledge of the game. So when I was looking at these maps, I wanted there to be spaces on this map where the terrain you bring can make a huge difference. And there's, there's three or four choke points, I think, on this map where you bringing terrain and how your team builds can deal with terrain, I think is going to be a big deal. And, uh, and because of that, I think... People who like to to play hyper competitively might really like this map because you know you can control tempo if you can control this map and and so I'm I'm interested to see how all that goes. There's a reason I put the stairwells descending in the garage on the north part of the map toward each other and not out. Mm. So in order to get to that elevated, there's there's certain things that have to happen, and uh, and so I I I wanted to just play with that and and see how people respond. I hope. Uh, I hope some of the some of the suspicions I had about how the game will be played with all this hindering and and, and blocking all these terrain markers. Uh, I hope some of it rings true and and people like the map. But yeah, it's you know I think designing the map is is where I really have to lean the most on my experience of playing the game because you know I I've had those experiences too. I'm just like this one map, man. I I this map is the death of me. I hate this map, you know? So trying to design not to be like that, but to at least a map where it feels like it's affecting the the game uh, 
you know, in a way, and, and you can use that to your advantage, uh, was really important to me this time around. Awesome. I, I love hearing all that, that insight when it comes to things like that, I, especially design. I really think you should put that sketch up for auction. I, I, I think that would I guarantee sell for, people would buy big it. money. Like, you know, people buy like <laughs> original comic panel sketches all the time. This is That's like hero the, uh, clicks. Uh, this is so guy. ugly. It looks like a six year old did it, man. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you got to display just, your just skill. Just tell them your we'll kids helped you work it out. I gave them the I advice and they part. drew it. And yeah, the kids really wanted to draw the cars. Yeah. It's just That's hilarious. That was, that's not my handwriting. Uh, no. will, will we get a Panther Fieldhouse variant that is at UNL Stadium? Oh, my gosh. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> um awesome. yeah no i mean no plans for right now they're uh, more litigious well, than most people yeah <laughs> yeah but what we ended up doing uh with with that map is is pretty cool we're doing double-sided uh maps this year for yeah. anybody that missed out on hyper rpg and panther Fieldhouse in the first two years uh you can get a double-sided neoprene map now uh gamer matt started doing double-sided which is really really cool so really um one side will be yeah one side's hyper rpg one side's panther Fieldhouse. i think it's Pretty cool way to play catch up if you haven't been a part of the event before. Well, since Absolutely. since I brought it up, I do have to ask. It's the fiftieth anniversary. What are your feelings on the Herbie Husker redesign? I mean, I'm still trying to get over the inclusion of Little Red into this whole equation. Um, I hated Little. Red. That guy's just. I hate it. Guy's just creepy. I was just creepy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, and I don't. I don't. He's the same guy to me. Herbie's so just I, the same guy to me, man. I, I still got a hat that says Bug Eaters. I still got a hat that says Herbie. It's all the same to me still, you know? Yeah, I grew, I grew up with the original Herbie, and I grew up in Farmland, USA. So, like, most of the guys I knew looked like him. Like, big dude <laughs> overalls. Uh, they didn't necessarily have, like, a corn cob sticking out of their pocket. But, like, uh, the one guy especially, he was, like, big, bright, blonde hair and just, like, huge, like, massive guy of a man. And yeah, that's who I always associated with Herbie. And then when they changed him, like gave him like the black hair and stuff, I was like, no, like, <laughs> why? I always got a button down. I mean, but doesn't he, he's got like a big like belt caught. Come on, man. He's, we, we still got, we still got elements that I, of, of family I have. And, and, and Nebraska, you know, my uncle Bub's out in the country, coaches seven on seven. He's the school principal and coaches seven on seven out in West Nebraska. So, you know, some guys in his neck of the woods look just like, New Herbie, so I, I'm I'm good with it either it's way. It's a trade off now, Simeon. You have to relinquish yeah. that. You know, no, I time, can't. Times they are. <laughs> I refuse to relinquish my childhood. <laughs> that will, I will die on that yeah, hill. We are still playing hero clicks. So. Yeah, that is all. That is also true. <laughs> all right, Scott. Were you aware? Um, this is just another thing about about worlds that there was a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy event at Worlds. In, I in did not know that yeah, actually yeah. so in reference to this a, is still one of our favorite scott famous scottism ever, yeah. uh where he's like oh it's got every keyword tinker tailor soldier spy no wait those are <laughs> ones uh, they did this at worlds where you had to have a celebrity a soldier a scientist and one other keyword spy. all on your a spy oh duh. Yeah, a spy, a spy <laughs> on, on your team and that was very much a a really fun side event that was really cool and that was, was an event where again, when it's this big weekend about either you play Battle Royals or you're playing 300 Modern or Teams or something crazy, uh, an event that to me as a casual player was like, oh, this is just a building. Like my favorite way to play the game is just, I built more teams than I've ever played in my entire life. You know, like I've spent so much time building, That's awesome. so much time playing. Uh, 
And this was so focused on team building. So what do you think about number one, having an event kind of named after you or about a Scott Porterism, and then a focus on a side <laughs> event that's more focused on team building and not so much on just winning or competitiveness. I'm always looking for ways to include that on, on what we do. Um, you know, it's just, it's a tricky situation, tough line to crawl, like to walk for the hero clicks for Huntington's thing, because we still have to have rock, like the meta championships, uh, take up a day or, or two days. So, um, we're, we're continually trying to figure out ways to iterate and get that stuff back in. You know, the first year we did this, you had to have family members on your team. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. And, and we, we want to keep that. Yeah. So we want to keep that kind of going. I love that Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy exists. Those are my favorite events to play in. And that's why I like to play at local venues with envoys who really care about, you know, just the fun of the game as opposed to, you know, the the meta struggle and preparing everybody to go crush at Worlds or whatever. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those venues. They, they are awesome in a lifeblood of the game as well. But uh, I have a tendency when I'm going to go play to want to go to the venues where like always gaming up in Chatsworth, California. It's close to where I am. Um, that's actually not all that close. It's about 40 minutes away. I drive 40 minutes to, to go play there because they have cool, cool stuff like that. And I remember back at Wizard World in Philly, we would have these overnight events. Uh, they'd have worlds, you know, happening during the day, but the overnight events would be these fun little mini side tournaments. And that's the stuff that I really gravitate towards and I love. So I, I love that that still exists and, and those things are happening, man. I'd love to play in one of those and, and include some of that stuff in our weekend. Yeah. Awesome. It was cool that like at Worlds, they were doing those in tandem with bigger events. So if you weren't going to try for the Silver Age Championship, if you weren't going to try for like the Team Sealed or the Modern 300, there were like all these little side events that they had. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it takes a lot more manpower and a lot more space and stuff right. like that. So like logistically, it does become quite a burden to try and add stuff that can happen all at the same time. Yeah, I think we might be able to get there eventually. I think, uh, you know, it's just the scheduling, the logistics, like you said, but as we get better at just doing the weekend as a whole, I think finding those spaces uh, are, are a possibility, but you know, they've got more manpower than us just by, just by a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> so with uh, worlds kind of in the discussion, uh, you know, convention exclusives, those are always a big ticket item. It's a big reason why people go to events. They love getting stuff early. So I'm sure people have asked you ad nauseum, if you could design a figure, what would it be? I've got a question along the same lines. If, okay. If you got to design a variant of a character uh, like that you think deserves a convention exclusive, who would it be? You know, this year we're seeing like Mermaid Batman, the Rainbow Figure Superman. Um, Captain America Captain the America, Pegasus? The Are you Pegasus? kidding me? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what awesome. I was going to say next, yeah. I swear. So is there like a, is there a moment in comics with one of your favorite characters that has like, you know, a silly variant or something that's, you know, not been represented or shown in Heroclix that you would want brought in like is there a wacky moment that deserves representation <laughs> so the first thing i'm going to say is Iceman's my favorite all-time character he's had a ton of iterations in the game he's omega level mutant and before age of apocalypse happens uh Iceman goes full omega and then in the ultimates comic book uh ultimates uh Iceman, uh, also does the same thing. He freezes half of the city of New York. Yeah. And I love, I love, 
I love the idea of like massive power output, board freezing, something crazy. Uh, you know, Iceman. That would be awesome. That's just my favorite character. That that would be his day in the sun. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's another interesting thing that comes and goes in in Marvel Comics, and I would love to see like the baby Avengers or baby X Men like sure the get some young play. Ooh, yeah. yeah, like the Scotty Young kind of run uh, of those characters, you know, um, you know, Captain America with Bucky Bear oh, and yeah. all of these like <laughs> kind of different things. But there's one offshoot that I love the most. And it's actually in video games. It's actually Telltale, uh, not Telltale, sorry, Traveler's Tales, the Lego games. They, with Winter Soldier, when he hallucinates, he sees everybody as animals. Oh. And... There's a character that they've used in multiple games called President Bear. When he's hallucinating, President Bear is like the big villain. (laughs) So that's the last like thing that I would love is like this takeoff of the hallucinations uh, Bucky sees when he's uh, when he's losing it. And President Bear uh, has become a, a villain, a boss fight i mean any type he's been in like three different games now at this point president bear so and it's it's just a bear it's a giant you know brown bear it's a grizzly bear with an uncle sam jacket and a top hat on and it's this thing is awesome man so so yeah i think those three things i think if we're looking at mega power level Iceman, pre-age of apocalypse or or maybe that ultimate's ice man when he fully lets loose um or or the babies I, i love the idea of uh Maybe even doing like a little team base situation with the oh babies. Oh my god, That'd be really cool. <laughs> what would your thoughts be on if team bases were brought back? Ooh, those were. That's actually like <laughs> those so were insane. I know it was mentioned a long time ago, but the uh, become a sculpt prize that would be like my number one goal is to oh. pick a sculpt that fits on like one can of my favorite. I have favorite a little ice bases. slide so I can fit in the yeah. X Men blue team well, no, base. I'd, and I can I'd be actually be on like the Hellfire stairs. Oh, but, okay, um, sure. Yeah, go. but yeah, like. Those are like awesome for displaying switch clicks. I mean, yeah, they've done a lot of like shared trait stuff over the past, you know, couple of years and, and different ways that cards will interact uh, with each other and grant different powers and stuff. I think team bases at the time were just, you've got these huge point totals and these untouchable situations. I think, you know, they definitely need to be shifted a little bit, but you know, I wouldn't mind a, you know, a peanut base or a, or a four by, We've, we've, we've had, I'm sorry, a two by two, uh, you know, we had those big Exodus and, you know, figures not too long ago. Two Madrox that has like literally a pile of like 30. Exactly. So if we do kind of a two by two, you know, I think that might be kind of fun. You know, um, I'm not looking for giant team bases to come back and, and everything, but, uh, but the idea of of something like that being a, a con exclusive, uh, it makes it so unique. Um, People really want to seek that out and kind of have that really cool kind of variant feeling to it. So, yeah, I'd say those are those are my suggestions. <laughs> those were good answers. Yeah, those were really yeah. fun. I could go for some. Like, they've done a lot of variant like characters based on variant artwork, like variant covers, not even mm-hmm. like actual yeah. like storylines. And so I could absolutely see Scotty Young. I mean, there's obviously full stories of like the Avengers Marvel babies, babies and stuff. yeah, and X Men, yeah, but. I could definitely see just like based on the uh, alternate covers that I have, yeah. like plenty of flavor there. 
I mean, they've done Teen Titans Go, so like, why not? Exactly. Why not X Babies <laughs> at this it's point? Like halfway there. <laughs> just need to take the step from teen to baby. Exactly. So there you go. Go further. <laughs> you know, going back to the Iceman design, a variant of Iceman, we did a little digging. You know, we watched a few previous interviews of yours, Scott, and I did find out that when you play NBA 2K, you name your character Bobby Drake. Is that still true? <laughs> and if so, how would you feel about a convention-exclusive Iceman who gets drafted to the Heat? Maybe he's got a Heat jersey on. <laughs> a Dale suit. That is actually where I got drafted the last time I had Bobby Drake in an NBA game. Wow. Uh, I, I yeah, if they let you the do blue hair... <laughs> They let you do blue hair and blue eyebrows or white hair and like so I, I would do white hair, blue eyebrows, blue eyes and and uh uh just just a just a stone cold shooter, man. That's always the statistics <laughs> I get. RCE, it, range combat yeah, it became a little I I started doing it less and less because the name that appears on the jersey is Drake. And I'm just like Drake rapper is just so you know everywhere that i'm just like i don't want people to mistake the fact that i've got it's bobby drake i'm not like a huge drake fan but uh (laughs) but i you know i'd love it man look i'm on record saying i want super pro and hero clicks and i wouldn't mind i I play marvel snap a lot they have these sports variants uh for like bucky barnes and some of the other uh, characters we, in in Marvel Snap, and I'm like, yeah, snappers ourselves. We do love some Marvel yeah. Snap over at Dial Age. <laughs> there you go, man. So you know why not? I'll take a little sports variant hero click of like you know, Iceman putting up a <laughs> putting up a shot, man. Why not? Heck yeah, that'd be hilarious. I love that. Okay, quick question about Marvel Snap. Then, what's your favorite card? Oh man, um, I'm up to eighty right now uh, this season. Uh, I loved Hit Monkey coming out. Thought it was really a lot of fun, but it just made me run a Sandman deck. And then, um, Fair. when I when I got past that, uh, I just started running Ultra out again. I just I love Patriot. I love being able to use Cyclops and Shocker and that's and all the, these drones the, and these bots. Yeah, the yeah. Patriot deck is by far my all time favorite deck ever made. I hit Infinite too many times with Patriot, and it's tough. The, yeah, uh, we both hit infinite. We both did, yeah. <laughs> Patriot, uh, so dropping awesome. the Age of Ultron, as I like to call it, on people, turn six, feels so satisfying to see the drones swarm in. Especially uh, when they yeah, I haven't, Killmonger, I, but you have, or they have, priority, they have priority, so it does nothing, and yep. then you get all your drones. Yep. No better. Yeah, they kill some rocks. Yeah, yeah. I'd thrown debris <laughs> out earlier, and they kill some rocks, and then all the drones just take the rocks place. That's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you know, for me, I run a little bit of a different Patriot deck, just... I mean, it's not too different. I also run Doom and uh, alongside Ultron because there's some times where board space is getting tight. And if I can drop two nine power drones on the board, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Doom bots on the board. Uh, why not? And sometimes that big power swing works for me. Uh, I don't run Squirrel Girl and some of the other uh, uh, pieces. I, I do run Thing now and Zabu. So I I get to drop, you know, eight to 10 point thing for three at, at certain points uh, which can swing locations too so i've never been infinite though so that's that's the thing i only started playing in january so i've, I've still not hit infinite yet it's tough man the the yeah. the climb is real and i run debris in my patriot deck just because all i see is galactus right? yes yeah. yes exactly yeah. yeah he's the worst yeah 
Yeah, infinite can really just boil down to like, it's, you know, uh, you have your casual climb throughout the season, you hit a few ranks here and there, and then infinite is just like, all right, I'm going to sit down for a couple hours and I'm just going to click into that mindset. You know, sometimes when you're just casually playing, it's like, ah, oh, let's see what happens. I'm not going to retreat. But going for infinite, <laughs> you got to get a little sweaty. You got to you got to lock in. Yeah, the closest yeah see, infinite, like the climb to infinite is when I lose my house in poker. So I just like, I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm ever going to get there. <laughs> I get the snap sweats when I get to like 59 and I'm just like, I just need a few cubes to hit 60. And I'm just like <laughs> right? shaking, trying to like make the right plays. And I'm like, please just let me win one more game. Math starts getting fuzzy in your head. You're like, wait a minute. No, I, how do I lose? Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. what is this math? Can he, or you play can he like put 17 here? Where Cosmo is. Oh, ooh. You're like, <laughs> oh, why did I do it? Why? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Cosmo, my silver surfer deck has been, pretty great this season too. And, and Cosmo and my silver surfer deck, I have, I have, uh, destroyed a number of Galactus players just by having a timely Cosmo on, on nice. six, you know, just, Oh, that's now just two power in your third location. I win. See ya. <laughs> you, love it. you know, you mentioned as long as you got prior snap card before, is Havoc a big pick for you that isn't in the game oh, to voice? Or yeah, I actually reached out to like Second Dinner on Twitter. I was like, uh, hey, you know, when I, this is a perfect opportunity for me to be, get the, be able to voice Havoc. So, And then actually one of their design team reached out to me and they're like, hey, we should talk. I was like, yeah, let's, <laughs> well, go. let's yeah. go. Let's make it happen. Heck yeah, dude. I mean, that would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool, man. I mean, you know. There's there's a number of characters that need voices in that game, and 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 they are adding like little little bits of dialogue for characters over time. And I think like Cyclops has one of the best animations in the game. But oh, when they add nice. High Evolutionary, um, when High Evolutionary comes to the game, like Psych should probably get you know a little little X Men shout out there. So something. They did it for Thanos, you know, you know recently. They, they gave did. him the voice yeah. line update where I, I think yeah. when you play the final stone, he says, like, I am inevitable, which is something like yep. that. Yeah, I believe. Pretty cool so, stuff. So I'm all for that. Yeah, they're doing some cool stuff. Uh, gentlemen, I got I to gotta have dinner with the kids. Absolutely, I just wanted yes. to uh, – I got to bounce off. But I, I wanted to say uh, how grateful I am uh, for, for you all in the community and, and for having me on today and – and for talking about this stuff and, and hyping up the event. I think we're going to do a lot of good this year. I think we're going to make a, you know, two to three times as much money as we made in years past. And uh, what we've been able to, to uh, do with the money that we've already raised over the first couple of years has been so impactful for so many families out there dealing with Huntington's disease. So um, we don't get to this point without guys like you. And I just want to say thank you for having me on. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so much so for being much. on, Scott. We again, we super really appreciate it, especially letting us take all your time. Uh, but we'll let you go. Uh, have a good time with your family. But seriously, thank you so much for everything you've done for the Hero Clicks community. I know we all really appreciate it. Everybody yeah. listening appreciates it. Coming out of twenty twenty, this event was big at the time, and it's only grown. It's only gotten better. And yeah, I can't wait till I actually get to go to alabama uh <clears throat> no like but seriously uh getting to like hero picks for huntington's in person is a big goal yeah. of mine uh despite where it's located <laughs> not despite i just 
I think the venue's uh, awesome, man. And there's something about having food and drink right there in oh, the venue. Oh, that's uh, really, really it's, quick. What's your favorite menu item? Last question. Last question. The, the Robin Agul <sighs> is really good. The Ruben Agul. I like the Phoenix sandwich. Do you have a Phoenix? Dice? Yeah, it's the Phoenix. I had the so Phoenix, many Phoenixes there. And, and also, though, I do have to say they make a mean iced coffee, and that keeps me going all day. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the in the morning. Coffee, the quickest way to get it down. <laughs> in the morning. They do have like Bigfoot donuts across the parking lot, which makes these little tiny donuts in an aluminum container and they're hot and you have to eat them with a fork. Oh my God. Ooh, okay. So good. Uh, but then once you get into the lunch dinner hour, it's, it's the Phoenix for me. That's okay. where I'm going. Nice. I love yep. to hear that. But all right, Scott, thank you so much for being <laughs> thank on. You. We'll let you go. Thank you so this much. All right, y'all. Have a great night. You too. You too. That was awesome. Give a, give a small round of applause for Small round of applause for Scott Porter. Buddy. That was so fun. That was, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was seriously yeah. a great time. Found out things really I cool. never thought were even like things. Comics like, to choose to basketball wow. to the DC yeah. ball to hero clicks. Yeah. To, he, wants, mean, wow. he wants Scotty Young covers in the hero clicks. Like, I was like, yeah. So now we know, we also technically know his favorite Marvel Snap cover yes. or variant card. It has yes. to be the Scotty Young variant. Dude, the fact that yeah. he's like, like, well, he did he shout out the sports every ones, box. But... It's like favorite Halo, Reach. Let's go. Uh, favorite Marvel Snap deck? Oh, Patriot. Patriot? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was so awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that oh, was great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, we do want to. We do want to say absolutely amazing. Uh, once again, keep an eye out. The Oxid auctions for Hero Clicks for Huntingtons are going to start on the Friday, I believe, and it'll be Friday starting at 8 p.m. It's, it's 48 gonna be hours. 48 hour long. So it does start on Friday. Yeah, at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. <sighs> what? But uh, it's going to be 48 hours long. So some. Figures, some, um, I know he said there's gonna be tumblers, there's gonna be coffee mugs, there's gonna be the option to have like battle royales with him online, in person. Um, last year, I don't know if he's doing it this year, but last year uh, he gave away the polls that he had from whatever the newest set was, Disney Plus? Yeah, it was Disney Plus. It was Disney yeah. Plus, he gave away his full so, Disney Plus. Yeah. He also, they also auctioned off his X of Swords stuff. X of yeah. Swords stuff, even though he hadn't opened it yet. So yeah, Avengers yeah. 60th will probably be on the table. Um, in addition to that, there's a lot of other cool items. I know I personally try and get an item every year. Last year, I bid up to the point where I had like $1,300 worth of items. Had I just like Terrifying. had the auction ended. That is so scary. Sam. It would have been like $1,300 oh. worth of items. Oh. Yikes. But then my app crashed. And by the time I got back into it, I lost saved. all but one. And like... Yeah. So uh, we uh, did have a question in the chat that I did want to address from okay. Blake Rhyme that's here. He asked, how do I donate? So, Blake, there is a ton of opportunity. You can participate in these auctions. Is there a direct donation option, guys? There is probably one on the Huntington's website, but I don't see one on the Heroclix for Huntington's website for a direct donation yeah, link no. just um, yet. I know in so the, Blake the Facebook post Luke's that brother. we just shared. <laughs> so I will just say, Blake, uh, get in contact with Luke and myself, and we'll yeah. find a way. If you do want to donate, we will uh, find a way for you, too, that will you know, be cool. The so uh, edit this chunk. the easiest way yeah, to donate oh, okay. personally is... Uh, we just had a shared post from Scott Porter on our Facebook page, yes. and that link is in there. So if you go to our Facebook page, Dial H for HeroClicks at Facebook.com. Um, and don't forget to pick that up. That link is there. 
Scott Porter. Ooh, we didn't even, Scott Porter. Yeah. I forgot about these. We didn't go over these, but yeah, they're. You've seen them. You love them. But don't forget to pick them up. We've got the uh, white shirt, the black shirt, the white shirt, the black shirt. Whoa. whoa we we kind of did go over them. Yeah, we've kind I mean, a bit. we kind of talked about them, but uh, we've talked about them, I think, three times at least at this point from a video, a live stream, and a podcast. So. I don't want to talk about them right now. Yeah. We talked about them so much. We're not going to go over them again, but obviously. They're already up on certain websites. Uh, so now we're going to close out the podcast by once again reminding you that Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, except the Scott Porters. Those are only on the WizKid website. But check them out at CoolStuffInc.com and use code DIAL5 to get 5% off all your purchases. And like always, happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional Heroclix help. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like 100 instant deadpan humor. Over okay, six yeah, people player. think I am funny. I'm your Captain America. That was just you in a costume. You absolute fool. Simulator.